welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Justin Wren. Yeah. There we go. Just popped into my head, of course. The pygmy guy. I think that's the name of the people here. <laughs> I think that's his gimmick, yeah. <laughs> was like, oh, no, come on. All right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wren's a good guy. It's not a gimmick to him. <laughs> but they sure do bring that shit up a whole lot, so it's they do. It to somebody. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like the way this intro goes, we just should have started. I think I'm just going to start. I think sure. we're going to do this again two weeks in a row. Yeah. All right, we're starting. We started with the pygmy people. So. <laughs> oh, man. What an intro. Right. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Dodo Talk Podcast. We're on episode number 52. Um, a really, really good week of fights, or a decent week. I'm kind of in a bad mood because I came back from work this week after being on vacation, so I'm going to try not to be too salty, but um, we got a great episode ahead. Uh, we have a guest who I will let introduce himself. Oh, well, all right. Uh, I'm Joey from the Sports Sound Off. If you follow either of these two guys, you probably have seen some of the bad stuff that I do. Uh, I'm the worst half of the Sports Sound Off, but I'm the only one they could afford, so I'm here. I just want to give a shout out to all my pygmy people out there who uh, <laughs> who, uh, who may be listening and uh, I'm ready I'm happy to be here and I'm ready to talk about some some fight pass fights from Poland <laughs> oh man um, I guess real quick we had, we had a lot of pre-roll record banner um, I'll just throw a quick uh get well wished uh on a, a basketball note uh gordon hayward for anybody who is a basketball fan uh probably suffered one of the worst like injuries i've seen in a long time um that was like a week ago down though right tuesday was, uh, yeah. no uh tuesday or wednesday <laughs> yeah but yeah uh i'm pretty sure by the time you guys hear this you you've seen the injury but in the first six minutes of the game against the Cavs, he I think Kyrie threw like a lob pass or something and he went up for it, didn't get it, came down awkwardly to say the least um, on his foot and his entire like ankle slash foot literally twisted all the way backwards. And last I heard, um, I think he had the surgery and like apparently the surgery went well, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's still out for the remainder of the season. And yes. if by miracle he does play, it probably wouldn't be until playoff time. But uh, yeah, well, well wishes to him. That was a, a gruesome, gruesome injury. Um, yeah. Is it just me, or is it just like every year with basketball, somebody gets terribly hurt on the very first day? I feel like it's sports in general because like I haven't watched really a lot of NFL this year but like every week i see a headline somebody like yeah rogers just got his collarbone broken yeah people are dropping everywhere and yeah i don't know 
I don't know what's going on, but stretch before the game. Do so, I don't know. Well, stretch can't help Hayward. I don't, I don't. You can't help that. But I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird. But I guess just to uh, get started, so we got a lot to cover. Hopefully, we can get to it all uh, real quick. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to jump to Bellator? Or just do fight announcements first. Uh, whatever. I, I want me to read some of these like headlines off that I have in front of me and you guys can react to them in any way you feel <laughs> any way you feel. I mean we already pissed off the pigby market so now we're really down <laughs> on it. I feel like that needs some context. Uh shouts to Justin Wren. There, there we go. go. There we, we go. We were talking about Justin Wren and he was mentioned as the pygmy guy. So <laughs> it's like, well, you know, they may be listening. Gotta give them love too. We do. I, I mean we we did get a like from um Adam Milstead and Aaron Pico on Instagram. We did. For, oh, that's cool. We uh, learned the secret to success. Get people more popular than us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a nobody until Tiago Moretta gave me a shout-out, and now I'm, I'm a little bit less of a nobody. I'm, I'm a half nobody. Uh, every point uh, counts. Uh, yeah. All right, so, so to this fight news real quick. Let's go. Um, UFC signed the king of kung fu, Muslim Salakov. Uh, he'll be fighting in China. He'll be fighting uh, Alex Garcia of TriStar, um, and just for just a little heads up, like when King of Kung Fu isn't like a nickname, he he's legitimately probably the greatest kung fu guy to ever compete in Sanda. Um, he's like a five-time world champion. Can I throw um, a quick note in about TriStar? Is it me or have they not been on a great role lately either? So we mentioned like Jacksons too, and I feel like they've kind of well, Canada just sucks. Wow. Like, <laughs> dude, it, it does. Like, if you're an MMA wow. fighter in Canada, like, your options I are feel so like limited. We've, yeah, we've kind of discussed this before, but it feels like TriStar has a mold. You have to fit that mold to perfection, or you do not... You're fine success. Yeah, you're one of the... Like, Alex Garcia is one of those guys who... And I'm curious to see how Zahabi's his brother or his cousin does. It's like a very simplistic jab style. Like, it's all based off a of jab... It's, it's 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 a little bit of everything mixed in at once, and it doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody's going to be Roy McDonald, obviously, but it's like they're really limited in how they approach some of these guys. Yeah, like it's it's one size fits all. Yes, basically. perfect. And um, I like I, I really want to know like did, like when Alex Garcia just rolled up to the gym and was like, I want to be a pro fighter. Did like Zahabi just look at him and like start having migraines because just <laughs> looking like just <laughs> looking at him. Like, just looking at him and, like, if you see him, like, hit the heavy back for, like, five seconds, you know he's not built for the TriStar game plan. Yeah. Could and, you imagine that guy and Poppy Abedi in a fight? Like, from, you want to sell some tickets, man. Oh. Nobody throw that, ever. Throw that on a poster? Yeah. That's a million buys. Does Poppy right still fight? Whatever happened to him? I have he's not heard a, that name in a long time. Modeling at this point. <laughs> I mean, if he's not, he's wasting his time. For but, real, I mean, like, that's not a knock on the guy. You you look like that. You need to be in some kind of modeling. While you ring yeah. off fight announcements, I'm going to research Mr. Poppy Abedi, if I can even spell his name right. All right, <laughs> All right so, uh, we, yeah. we, got, we got another one for the USADA pool. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, another casualty, Mr. Um, Antonio Roger, uh, Rogerio Noguera, Little Nog, it was flagged, and he's out of his fight against uh, Jerry Cannonier at UFC on Fox 26. Um... 
I don't remember if they got somebody to replace him. As of now, no, from what I remember reading. All right. Um, let's see what else we got. I oh, believe we... they ha- Okay, go ahead. Oh, we have the first fight, the first UFC fight of 2018 scheduled. On January 14th, we will have the old, old young lion. <laughs> Tor Belfort. Oh, and no. Uriah Hall. Oh, that, that fight scares me. It, Can I it, make a point about that card real quick? Go ahead. If you so. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, that looks like that's going to be the Sunday Fox. You know that, that card that they always do in, in oh, mid-January? God, right. Yeah. That cannot be the main event, can it? I mean, walk it. <laughs> you want to see Vitor and Uriah Hall go to the fourth round together? I mean... I, I think I told I, I think I told Sensei this. Like it's it's gonna be like a lot of light touching and high fiving. I just and I feel th- like that car, that fight. I don't I don't know. It's probably not a great way to kick off the year, but I just know the way that fight is gonna end is gonna make me either laugh or cry hysterically, and I'm ready for both. I'm ready for both emotions. It's got to be dual wheel kicks, right? Yeah. Oh my god. But that is the big, that's that card that they try to make a star out of. So I don't necessarily, like, that can't be, like, I can't imagine that being the main event. And Betch Kohei is apparently on that card as well. And I can't see her main eventing either. And it's in Brazil, apparently, so. Ooh, so they have to find a Brazilian who has some, like. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because a pseudo-Brazilian won this weekend. Ah, true, true. If you're if you're confident in him, you could maybe. If I were putting this running this bowl of fruits and nuts, Darren Till would probably main event that card for me. Quick quick side note: uh, Pappy Abetti's last fight was in April. He lost by KO by head kick. Uh, just just throwing uh, it out there. To Dylan Andrews, who side note was his last loss in the UFC, and then he fought Dylan again at Superior Challenge 15 in Stockholm. So, it, just it, get a hat model, Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, Aljamain Sterling will be facing Ronnie Yaya at UFC Fresno December 9th. Um, Michelle Waterson and Tisha Torres face off at UFC 218. Edson Barboza has a, is has apparently accepted a fight with Khabib Nurmagomedov at UFC 219. And that's the one I really want to see. So who's filling in for Khabib? Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see, two nineteen. So, um, oh, Justin Gaethje. Like, oh. No, just, Gaethje's in. He's yeah. in a Gaethje well, you, Barbosa. Jesus. You, you think you think Gaethje's going to care? <laughs> well, that's a good point. It's <laughs> a good point. He's just going to come off the Eddie Alvarez fight. It's just like he's going to walk into the cage. His face is already going to be bleeding. Yeah. What's a medical suspension? Exactly. <laughs> Who does those? Um, quick, quick run on those fights though. Um, the Sterling and uh, Ronnie fight. Yes. Who we who we got? That's an interesting matchup. I think. Uh, Sterling, just because I don't think Yaya is going to submit him. I I I think if you've watched enough Ronnie Yaya fights, you kind of have an idea where that's going to go. He's probably not going to submit Sterling, and that third round is going to be ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly. I could see him submit. I could see Sterling submitting Yaya in the third just on exhaustion. So, you know he. Yaya's style is not made for that. He's he's not made for those long fights. And Sterling is grueling, and he's the better athlete. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. All oh, right, and, and, and I got uh, Barboza beating uh, Khabib. Just throwing it out there. No, it's same. 
I mean, I mean, a, a no show is a victory, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It's it's interesting because uh, Khabib's been gone for. I mean, he he fought in November, but he's been gone, and you know, he, he's just like I don't. I, it's amazing we've had so many fights, and like I don't know what kind of a striker he is. I know he's got power in his hands. Barbosa's takedown defense is amazing. So what happens if it stays on the feet? Like yeah, Barbosa will probably light him up. A lot of, yeah, and a lot of people talk about Barbosa like he's just this striker, but the guy trains with Frankie Edgar. He trains with Eddie Alvarez. He's probably got a good idea of how to keep himself upright long enough yeah. to do some damage. Yeah, like if Barbosa was in any other division. Like we'd be talking about this man as like a threat for the title. Oh yeah, and and I had discussed this with somebody else. Like he he and Michael Johnson have pretty much fought everyone. Yeah. Like there's nothing Khabib's gonna bring to the table that Barboza probably hasn't already seen. So now I'm excited for a fight that's not gonna happen. Eh, Thanks guys. I, I will stay an optimist. I will. <laughs> if we can keep uh, Habib in a bubble somewhere. And uh, and, and away from the tournament <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out a way to get him to a fight card finally. Uh, um, I just came across a whole bunch of them, so God, uh, let's just run. Let's just run through these. Uh, Kamaru Usman, Emil Meek, UFC two nineteen. Apparently, that's the only person who would accept a fight with Usman, who was available in the past month that he's been out, not scheduled to fight. I guess. Um, Miles Jury. Rick Glenn, UFC 219. My fellow Peruvian, Humberto Bandanay is going to be fighting at UFC Sydney. Yuri Alcantara, Alejandro Perez at UFC Fresno. And um, Ally Aquinta, Paul Felder at UFC 218. Ooh, that should be a nice violent fight. Yeah. I, also, I was going to... Uh, Go ahead. I, I, just the most important of them all. I just I, I just remembered this. Um, Venator FC will be holding a four man tournament. One night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the the man himself, Cody McKenzie, Alaska's greatest treasure, will be on the oh card. How has he not been an AFC? I, he hasn't. I don't. Not recently. I'm, oh well, he's too big time for AFC. You know? he, he better he better bring those shorts. That's all I know. <laughs> Did you see the AFC card on Fight Pass like Wednesday or Thursday where the guy I, won and his first comment was that he was looking to score some weed in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> Dead serious. He won. Yeah. He, he won and he was like, I heard it's legal here. I'm going to go find some weed. It's like, dude, you just won in the co-main event. Hey, man. That's, that's how you become a fan favorite. Man, you got to spend that $50 wisely. Right. Yeah. And you got to get your can of Monster. Oh man! It's not Monster now. It's Mountain Dew, I believe they're selling. Oh, moving well, the, up. The, the one man in the main event I know for a fact has a Monster tattoo, so he can't be too happy wow. about that. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking now. Now the brand's moving. <laughs> Super Fight League is sponsored by Mountain Dew. Oh, oh, oh! I'm smelling co-promotion. <laughs> I think they should have a face-off. I mean, I think we should we should put best against best, and uh, the, the UFC to, does not want one, none of that. <laughs> to be fair, I, I best against best is a good idea, but I think worst against worst would be much better given the the respective market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I would pay. I would pay for that if you if you put together the best the the best of the worst or the best of the best of SFL against Alaskan Fighting Championships versus like a uh, like a, like UFC 215. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a card. It might be a little close. You know. Mm. Assuming you get that. Uh, geez, with that buy rate for UFC 215, they. More people might buy the, the SFL <laughs> AFC Clash. We're going to tag some people on Twitter when this comes out. We got some ideas. You guys need to... Um... I, I feel like, you know what? Because they got the Mountain Dew prep point, and the other people, they're selling Mountain Dew Kickstart. Like, that seems like perfect co-promotion to me. Yeah. Just like... We, we never got Fedor Brock, but maybe we can get Anoop Kumar versus... Uh... Who's the AFC? <laughs> <laughs> Anoop Kumar versus Cody McKenzie. Oh, hey. there we go. I think they may be seven weight classes apart at this point. <laughs> that, uh, that doesn't matter anymore. Go Cody McK- Jason Ramesh Solomon against Cody McKenzie. Give me that fight. See, everybody gives BJ credit for moving up to heavyweight to go fight Leo Machida, but nobody's giving Cody McKenzie any credit. Yeah, that's unfair. It's completely unfair. Was it the battleground like eight man tournament where he apparently gave blood to make weight? Like, what was that story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Where's the Cody ESPN thirty for thirty? I need this. There's so many yeah. thirty for thirties in MMA that just I need to see. It's well, it's, it falls upon us to make them because nobody else will because nobody else cares. Right. Yeah. Get Grabaka Hitman to make that uh that that hype video. Cody and, a, and Jason <laughs> <laughs> I think we can make some. We can make some. I would watch that. That's like make it seven rounds. First ever seven round fight. The Kimbo Dada one is legitimately my favorite MMA promo, or promo for anything in that for that matter in like ever. <laughs> I thought the Till Cerrone promo. I don't know if you guys saw that. Just because we do have cards to cover at this point, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw the Till Cerrone fight package, but it was really well put together. And they're doing a better job, I think. The Rose Namajunas uh, Joanna one was also really good. I thought. So I, I, I just just to bring it back kind of on topic, like I feel like the fight promotion is getting a little bit better now. Yeah, only take them however long. The wheels of change are slow, but they turn, man. I wonder how much of it just comes down to, like, the fact that, um... I, I, and I have nothing to base this on, but, like, Dana White fight series? Like, how many of those guys are getting chances, like... Because they do a terrific job. Oh, yeah. I know like, you Yeah, like, th- those guys who, like, cut the uh, promo, uh, promos together for, uh... The, like, the the uh, the fight series, they, they, they were engaging, they... Yeah, they were they made you connect with like the people in the cage and everything like that. Things that they can't right. do in like 13 hours of tough. That should have been the new tough, to be honest. Uh, I don't I disagree like, with that at all. Yeah, I feel like I, that like should I, have been tough. Yeah, like I wrote, like if if I was if well now they're Endeavor, but if I was Endeavor, I'd be offering that to to these networks. Like, look, not only can we give you fight, we can give you your fight nights and we can give you your big events and we can give you the prelims. And if you want to cut of the pay-per-view, we can talk about that as well. But once a week, we can give you four fights that'll do. Maybe you don't do a million viewers for these Dana White Tuesday night contender series, but you get them, you get the visibility of getting these young guys on TV and you probably satisfy your cable provider or your, your, your business partners because you have that extra added content that you can't provide right now. Because nobody's really going to watch it tough anymore. It's not destination programming. Yeah. 
But besides like baseball, like um, playoff baseball, what does FS1 have that's destination programming? Like Nas- NASCAR? Do, do they even have NASCAR anymore? Dude, I, I don't know. Have, for accuracy purposes, because I don't want some NASCAR guy up my ass. I believe they have truck truck racing. It's kind of like NASCAR. It's like a truck series. I'm, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can throw that at like a 1 a.m. midnight, but nobody cares about that. We've officially upset the pygmy people. Now we've upset the NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, Be- Bellator has the NASCAR crowd. They. They we'll, win them back. we'll win them back with our Bellator coverage. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Now Perfect we got to talk segue. about a card that none of us watched to complete. <laughs> Perfect segue. Bellator 185 uh, took place in Connecticut. Uh, what day was that? The 20th. Uh, headlined by Gegard Musasi and Alexander Shomenko. Um, we will quickly breeze through just a few fights because we combined all of us only watched about three fights on this card. So, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. to be fair, I, to be fair, they were running up against Game Six of the ALCS. So when I got when I got home, I got home in the middle of the card. It's like, well, I could watch the Yankees and the Astros, or I could watch Neiman Gracie. No disrespect to Neiman Gracie, but I think even he, even he would agree that Astros Yankees is a bigger priority for yeah. most people. I had to work the next morning, so I just wasn't going to stay up. And I see. Yeah, I, I so. was making balloon pumpkins at. <laughs> we were all very busy adults. That is the yeah. the moral of the story. I had a very weird weekend. Let's, let's <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> but um, yeah. I guess just quick thoughts on this this main event. Um. Gegard won, but in my eyes, he definitely didn't win. Like the first round, uh, first round he won clearly. Um, I agree. The second round was, eh, it was kind of close. But when I watched it, it was like Gegard got takedowns, but did you really do anything? And when they were on the feet, I mean, Gegard, you got your eye closed. I mean, I, I think that pretty much speaks for it. And the, the third round was a mauling. Like the third round was like all Slamenko, and. Yeah, I don't know if it was just the eye, but, like, Gegard didn't look as, as sharp as normal. But I, I guess I'll just attribute that to his eye being closed. I, I think it got closed in the first round, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it was the very first punch. Yeah. Lincoln landed. So, uh, um... Yeah. No, his depth perception was literally fucked up. Like, there's, um... Somebody posted it on Reddit, where he goes to, like, grab the cage after the fight, and he just completely misses it. Man. Yeah, like, the dude's eyes, was, like, he legitimately couldn't see. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. It, we gotta run it, it back was seeming, it, it was seemingly a night of almost for Bellator in terms of their big money acquisitions. Not just uh, for Musasi, but also for, I believe, Heather Hardy as well. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so spe- speaking of the Hardy fight, like, I, I don't want like, oh, we can, did you guys have anything else to say about Musasi and Flamenco? No, uh, re- re- let's idea. do rematch. That's that's my only word. Rematch. That's not a bad idea. I like I like I thought Shlomenko won the fight. Um, if I'm Bellator, I, I'm getting a little concerned about these UFC guys that I'm paying relatively good money to, that are coming in and not necessarily performing up to the standard. Uh, but Shlomenko Musasi was going to be one of those fights, or it was going to be tough either way. So, really can't can't beat him up over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Christina Williams, Heather Hardy. I don't think Cho did his job 
when he went to go look for somebody to fight Heather Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I knew nothing about Williams before I watched the fight. I, I watched the fight afterwards, so I knew she won. I, I did, but I, I had no clue how the fight played out. Like I just saw the one gif of her kicking the shit out of Heather Hardy Ooh. in the face. Yeah, that, that kick was, was brutal. But. Like two seconds into the fight, I want to say Jimmy Smith says, "Oh, she's a Taekwondo black belt." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with, like, with like four amateur wins, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I think, yeah. but that's like, I feel like since you mentioned that, I feel like that's very much a women's MMA kind of problem because didn't they give a, didn't Invicta give Time Bomb like a a high level wrestler? Who, well, they, they gave they gave her like a a, a collegiate wrestler who I think like. Is a freshman? Who was a freshman, a sophomore in college, or something like that? I, don't know. I, I could be wrong. That just seems very. It seems pretty consistent to like these. These and then what's named uh, LF LFC or LFA? They gave Mackenzie Dern a pretty tough, like, kickboxer, if I remember correctly. Her first fight out, something along those lines. Uh, no, it was her second fight. I remember what you talking okay. about. Um, okay. Okay. I don't. I don't remember her name, but... It seems to be, like, a women's MMA kind of issue. Like, there's obviously a lot of talent there, but it's also kind of uncultivated as of right now, so I think that it's really hard to kind of... Obviously, this was just bad from the get-go, but... Yeah. Yeah, she got, uh... uh, She got bloodied. That's an understatement, like... Oh, yeah, like, shouts to Christina Williams, who just put her, like, her whole stamp on this fight. And just outstruck a... Well, not world champion. Like, Hardy's never actually won a world title. But... But still. Uh, yeah, but still, like, an elite boxer. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, if you're going to find... I, I think this is a problem that we don't see much with in MMA in general. Right. Where, like, you're a promoter, and you have this kickboxer who you want to promote. Like, And we didn't get this problem with... Um, Holly Holm because Holly Holm is a kickboxer who went into boxing. She right. trains in an MMA gym with a kickboxing coach right. as her head boxing coach. But like, I, I think Joe and Coker just like, oh, this girl's a striker. We'll throw her in there with Heather Hardy. Right. And they never considered that maybe Hardy wasn't prepared for somebody who could kick her face off. Yeah. That it, last. It's, it's good you mentioned was... that. Yeah. Just the thud when I watched it, I was like, oh my god, like. We gotta stop it's, this. <laughs> it's good you mentioned that because I do I do think sometimes I feel like Coker and Chu they just want to make exciting fights, but the goal isn't to necessarily just make exciting fights. It's to make money yeah. with those properties you have. So you have to be like gotta be a little careful sometimes. I feel like they oftentimes don't necessarily protect the assets that they have. And when she you're got, Bellator you don't have a million of them. Yeah. She she got Pico to me, like with Pico's first fight. Where you, yeah, you like that, that's in, another yeah. That's another example where it's just like you got a special asset. Try to protect them. You know. Yeah. Oh, they are doing that with uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Ruth. I feel like he. Uh, well, he uh, who's Ed Ruth fighting next? He's fighting a UFC, a former UFC guy. Um, is he? Yes, he's fighting Dempsey. He's fighting oh. Chris Dempsey. Yeah, but Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris Dempsey wasn't. He's not the. Well, I mean, I think we've seen. Experience can definitely win out in those cases. Uh, I, I was going to be like, he's really not like he's, he. What he wasn't overly successful in the UFC, but I get the general point right off the bat. Yeah, like, uh, I think we've especially seen it this year, especially particularly at featherweight. But experience means a lot. Yeah. 
you can't make up you cannot it's weird in MMA in general. It's like you get a they get a special product. You get a special guy. You got a guy who's got a unique ability who might be able to make a little money and it's like, "Well, let's see what he can't do." Yeah. You should establish what he can do and then if it's time to cash out or see what you really have, you can do that. But it's like let's let him prove what he can do before we start forcing forcing the issue so to speak. It's like <laughs> let Maybe him this go. Is why they're dragging out MVP so long. <clears throat> I, I, I wonder That's how much. Wild. I wonder how much of this is just like promoters don't, because there's no doubt in my mind Bob Arum has at least somebody in the gym with, I don't know, like his next big thing who he's putting all this money yeah. into. Like, there, there's no fucking way like Dana White or Scott Coker are sending guys to, I don't know, Timo Yama to go check right. out like this two and zero fighter. And see how they train. Like you, you, you just don't have that level of um of involvement. <clears throat> That's a good point. That's a good point. Especially when you have such a big roster, you can't really be like, oh, what's a. Uh... But if you got special talents, man, you have to. You have to be rather safe than sorry. I think is yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, Especially with Bellator, because they need depth. Like that's their. I feel like Bellator is like top need... heavy, but they need yeah. those lower and mid tier like to build up. And you're not doing them any favors when you give them these kind of matchups. And you can only survive off Mitrione, Roy Nelson, Roy McDonald. You, uh, you know, you can only survive off Lorenz Larkin, the guys that the UFC either doesn't resign or doesn't want to resign. Before it's like, okay, well, well what else are you going to give? To this? Like, what else do you bring to the table? Bellator in its earlier days was very good about getting those the tournaments created prospects. So it's like you don't financially viable. You got to protect what you think might be a little special. Yeah, because that's what's going to differentiate you from the UFC. They, uh, those tournaments also create an incentive for guys to sign. Like, yeah, what, what, does Lyman Good sign with Bellator if there's not a hundred thousand dollar check at the end of it? Right. That's true. It's true. So and you establish some context with those gyms. I mean, they, you know, Sam Kaplan did a really good job getting a lot of those Russian fighters, a lot of those Eastern European guys. Some of yeah. them apparently had some issues that he didn't know about when he signed them. But it's yeah. like, you know, for I every mean, Frodo Hospitalayev, you find a... The UFC has their own Frodo Hospitalayev. I'm just saying. And his name is Alexei Olenek. Oh, I, I, thought you, I thought you were going to go with... Uh, he's not. I, w- I was going to make a comment about Merbeck Tysonov, but I don't think his visa issues are related to that, right? No, uh, I have. Who knows? Like, yeah. there, there's so much mystery with so many of these guys. It's such a shame that he's limited to these fight pass events because, like, he is special. Yeah, no, he yeah, he's legit. He fought yeah. outside. He fought in Brazil one time, so he must be like kind of okay. Yeah. Uh, Weird times. <laughs> speaking of European, we can maybe I don't know. Oh anyway, yeah, yeah. I was, I yeah, we got we got another card to <laughs> to take over. First I'm showman, just... I'm killing this territory, right? <laughs> Joey, I'm just gonna say. It, it, it seems pretty telling that you were here for um, your first time on the show. You were here for the uh, the forgettable Bellator card and the throwaway uh, UFC European card. Well, I, I do in your in, in your see true your hardcore defense. MMAism. In in your defense, you guys have tried to get me on bigger shows, but Usada keeps pulling me for random. <laughs> never available. All right, so I'm gonna throw this out there pre 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 roll before it even happens. Uh, the the Bisbing GSP card you you're gonna have to be on for that. 
So I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be Plus there, it. but I'm tell I'm telling you if Bisping G that's Robert Whitaker's damn spot, people. Ugh. Who cares if his knee is in seventy pieces? I'd still pick him <laughs> over Bisping. Oh, dude, I I love Michael Bisping. I was looking up because Cerrone's lost. Spoiler, by the way. Cerrone's loss uh, got me feeling a little nostalgic. I went back and looked, and I'm looking at all the lightweights who are like top 10, and it's like Healy, Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone, Benson Henderson, Anthony Pettis, uh, Frankie Edgar, Gil Melendez, and I'm just like, all of these guys from like 2012, 2013, they're wiped out. And there's Michael fucking Bisping, who's still alive, holding a belt. <laughs> main event in pay-per-view that might sell a million. Like, Bisping's the man. You gotta love him for whatever he is. Dude, if Bisping wins next month, he's going to have Silva, Anderson, GSP, and I guess you could throw in Rockhold. On his resume. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, the Rockhold fight is the fight. That's going to be his highlight reel. That's going to go on his gravestone. So I tell people, man, left... respect, res- respect your champ. He, he's got some wins, yeah. man. I, I, know, I know y'all hate him, I, but he's, he's putting yeah. in work out here. He, he's putting in work. And he's not he's not lying when he says that all of most of his major losses are to guys who ultimately had issues with PEDs. You know, yeah. Henderson, we, we, we can assume what the TRT situation was with that. Vitor Belfort was through the fucking roof, I'm pretty sure. He, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vitor was comfortably, you know. I don't have anything to prove that. I apologize for not having my, my I, I, evidence. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Like, he seemed pretty clean to me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, no, no, no. I'm going to offer an apology. I don't have any evidence that Vitor Belfort was on anything. I am sincerely sorry. Uh, a 37 year old man with the veins popping on his arms. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember when Kung Lee had his? Uh, well, maybe Kung Lee was innocent, you know. But like, they asked Kung Lee about that one picture, and he's like, "I just worked out, and the lighting was on me perfectly." <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like Kung Lee. <laughs> Kung Lee, like Kung Lee, ultimately was cleared, so it's not a. It's not. He obviously maybe didn't do anything, but. His explanation was just like, yeah, the lighting was on me. I just worked out. I got off the scale. My son had the camera. It was just, it was perfect timing. The stars aligned. Stars, he, he's, a, he's a mountain. I'm surprised they haven't dug Kung Lee out of the, you know, speaking of all, just to go back real quick. I'm surprised they didn't dig Kung Lee out for Bellator. Uh, I think it's the lawsuit. Honestly. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he might, yeah. That might not be somebody one on the roster. I mean, is he technically still signed to the UFC or... I think they offered him like a release, but I don't know. Mark Hunt's suing them, and he's still on the roster. Yeah. Technically. Sort of. Maybe, I don't know. Depending. A lot of people need to research. Now I've got to search up Kung Lee and see what he's been, been doing. But... Suing the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> and, starring, <laughs> and starring in the Expendables 4 or whatever. What? <laughs> I still Is never saw really? the third one. I have no idea. Uh, I was gonna say he, he's in he's in movies he, he's in security yeah, well, that's why, and he was in Hawaii Five O. They had a headline. In, that's why they had him headline in Macau. I think was because he's like a movie star there, right? Uh, yeah. I won't give him props with the movies I've seen him in. He's actually like he's not like a great actor. Like he's not winning any Oscars anytime soon. But he, he's now put on me, solid performances. Watch, watch me bring this all full circle. He is not as good an actor as Michael Bisping who also won over Kong Lee 
So Bisping is technically two and zero. Oh. Mm. Ew. Get him. I was looking for. A, I I got halfway, and then I was like, "Fuck! I don't have a Polish type. <laughs> I, can't tie, I can't tie it into the polling card, so we can get going." And I just, you know. Speaking of uh, guys on the cusp of contention, Darren Till. There we go. That's there the time. <laughs> UK guys in the cusp of contention. So, I'm I'm gonna just apologize in advance because there's a guy. Uh, no, not not for uh, like any opinion or anything. Because I know oh. we we tend to screw up names on this uh, on this show a lot. Right. Oh by, yeah, and two of them are coming up. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm glancing through this. Uh, I'm glancing through the, uh, the, the the fights that went down, and I see there's a guy named Josh Emmett, and then in the main event, there's a Darren Till. So if I screw that up at any point, because <laughs> I screwed it up in my head. They're not even connected, though. They're not I even know. close. I, I thought know. you were going to be like, I can't pronounce Oscar Piotta. I was like, oh, cool. No. Instead, it's Josh Emmett and Darren Till. No, it's not, it's not the pronunciation of their names. It's just I don't want to mix mush them up. I see, I see. Oh. That's yeah. like I, I used to record with Alex, and Melvin Gillard was Melvin Gilliard. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, he's only been fighting in the UFC for 12 years. I, I just want to say that I, I just don't want to end up saying, like, fucking Emmett Till just fucking murdered Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. I just man. Out of Jesus. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Because that's what I said to myself <laughs> I, I, as I was watching the fights last night. Because that's the order I watched them in. I watched the Till fight. I watched the Emmett fight. Oh man, yeah, yeah. We we have a lot of that's a lot of angry I, tweets. I have a follow. Yeah, my God. Big <laughs> me people. Can't oh hold. yeah. <laughs> NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna fucking alienate ourselves from everybody, it must be everybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> after you make your statement on his statement, oh, there's yeah. a lot of people who are gonna be very, very. Upset. I'm getting kicked off this show. I'm killing this territory. I mean, uh, hey, we gotta go out with a bang. Yeah, yeah, not, and then I'm gonna start my own one, and it'll just be the. I'll just <laughs> switch the letters around. It'll be Tojo Dalk. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta oh, cover man. this damn show. Like, why we is do. this taking so long? It's a fight pass card in Poland that started at twelve. That, that's probably why it's taking so long. Ramadan <laughs> was on the card. Oh man! But yeah, uh, Darren uh, Till murdered Donald Cerrone inside of a round. <laughs> Pretty much, and, and it was not even was, remotely close. Ah, it was. Man. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a. Sad I wasn't. Effort. I wasn't shocked that Till won. But I was shocked that, like, it was such a one-sided, I don't know, like, after it ended, I was like, oh, man, Cerrone, you didn't get a chance to really do anything. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he got off some leg kicks and some body kicks for whatever that's worth, but if he wasn't throwing a body kick, he was getting caught down the pipe with that street. Yeah. Not, <laughs> that just... not since Tombstone have we seen a cowboy so effortlessly dispatched. Like, so. <laughs> it was just... Oh my God! The straight down the pipe. Then he started mixing it with uppercuts. Oh, that uppercut he landed was not. That yeah, was unfair. It was an like, unfair shot. You got the guy. Just you don't have to do all that. Come on now. Oh, and real quick thing that annoys me that I have to throw out there because Till has that kind of like you know sideways like karate ish kind of stance. 
Yeah. Um, can we stop calling that the Connor stance? He he didn't invent that. Just throwing that out there for. You know, people. he reminded me of doing like kind of doing that. Like I had, it's a weird comparison. Forgive me, but Rory McDonald. He kind of had a little bit of what Rory tends to like. Rory can do from the southpaw stance a little bit when he goes that way. Like he kind of used the same game plan that Rory used on Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Except Cerrone's not even anywhere near Tyron Woodley's caliber, so you know. Yeah. Um. It's really weird. Remember when, like, uh, Darren came into the UFC and, like, there there was, like, zero buzz about him. Like, the most interesting thing about him was he was an Englishman fighting in, like, Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. And he had beaten basically nobody. And then all of a sudden he comes in against, like, Nicholas Dalby, who was Cage Warriors welterweight champion. Had, yeah. like, a bunch of hype behind him. We had, Me and you had been wondering why he hadn't been signed. Yeah. And then he comes in and beats his ass for like a round and then dislocates his shoulder. Yeah. And that's the only reason he can't win the fight. <laughs> I'd actually like to use that, if I may, to kind of spin off on. Fight Pass is really interesting in a sense that it allows guys like Darren Till to really develop, but it also kind of hinders their ability to ever really get to kind of that next level. Because Fight Pass is only, like, being on a Fight Pass card, and Darren Till has only fought on Fight Pass. It's a little bit like being like an i hate to use this term like ufc kind of i don't want to use the term minor league but like it's the lower level ufc events that mean a lot to those guys but not <laughs> it's to like them. the preseason yeah it's like a pre like a, <laughs> like a preseason almost so yeah. you have you have a guy like darren till who gets to work through the weaknesses in his game he gets to really develop but nobody's noticing it so everybody's just like why is donald Cerrone fighting this european guy who lives in brazil and has a picture of Paige van Zandt on his arm and so they don't ever give him, like, the opportunity to really get him. And then they see it, and they're just blown away. But if you've been watching these events, he's been doing this a lot. Like, Till's not – Till's very straightforward. Straightforward, straight punches down the middle. He feeds you the legs so he can get his offense going. Long, he can take you down. Like, this was not a surprise to people who've been watching Darren Till. But Fight Pass, which has allowed him to develop, hit him almost. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. he's hidden by these UFC fans – to these UFC fans. Well, and again, uh, a big part of it is, I think, is, um, like, up to this, like, if this fight had been on Fox, oh, yeah, Till, Till, Till would be a star right now, or at least the talk of the town, like, you know what I mean? Right. But, no, it, it's on Fight Pass, and I, it makes me actually curious, did the UFC expect him to win this fight? From what I had heard, or what Cerrone said, Till was like the third or fourth option, so I don't think so. God. Which begs the question, what was Greg Jackson thinking when they told Cerrone to, or what, what was anybody, what was, well, Cerrone doesn't watch film, but surely somebody in his camp had to know who he was. I, I, at that point, I think, like, I think once Cerrone hears that he's getting an opponent, and since he's so close with Dana White, I think Dana just tells him. Okay. Like just, just like straight up hits him up, and he's like, like, "Hey, I got this guy for you to fight." And Cerrone's like, "Okay." Like, if it goes through like a manager or through his like team or something like that, maybe there'd be more like of a weeding out process. But I get the sense that Cerrone's really in control of when he fights. And who? Well, this is a bad. This is a bad decision. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this especially considering this is the fir- this is the first like losing streak he's been on his whole career. Right. And I mean, just more than one fight. Like he's never walked. Um, he's never uh, He's currently on the only multiple fight losing streak. Yeah, I didn't career. know quietly he's dropped three. 
Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. if you really if you if you go back a fight to the Matt Brown fight, he wasn't exactly he was getting hit pretty hard by Matt Brown and there were a few moments where he kinda wobbled and stumbled. So the chin and, and the consistent wear and tear, it's like you this should have been seen maybe a little like somebody should have maybe told him like to relax a little bit or these are because these are not fights that are these are powerful guys he's fighting and he's not getting easy touches either. So Yeah. And like even building off of that, he fought a month later. Because that's when the yeah. that's when the Masvidal fight was, and then he got knocked out. Yeah. And then he came back in July and fought Robbie Lawler. Yep. It, like so, he's fought in the last like what ten months. He's fought four times. All tough fights. Yeah. He and he's you know you're only getting older, and you can't keep that pace yeah, up that's forever. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. That's yeah. that's a perfect way to put it. Like you're only. You can do that when you're 29, 30, but I think he's like third. He's got to be getting close to mid 30, and I'd imagine wear and tear wise, his body's got to be like 40. He's 34. Yeah, like he's he's yeah. but, 34, but in, in fighting years, he's, he's like 70. <laughs> right. And dude, this is a dude who had 28 pro kickboxing fights before he ever put on MMA gloves. Yeah, like, he's he's got some tread. Like, the fact that he is the one out of that group of, like, lightweights you mentioned earlier that's still anywhere near, like, the top five in his division besides, like, Edgar is insane. Because he's, like, one of the guys you would expect to, like, flame out. Yeah, because not not just from a stylistic standpoint, but he, he, he has a very... How would I describe his lifestyle? Very, uh, <laughs> I don't mean uh, it negatively, but he has like an, he lives like an action sports, like he's an adrenaline yeah. kind of guy. He's got a very, very, very aggressive lifestyle. And that's so even when he's not fighting, he's still like uh, using and abusing his body. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Perfect way With... to put it. Well, because I remember at one point Dana White, didn't they like, they had to put things in his contract where like he couldn't like skydive or rock climb or something along those lines. Like he, he has an, a, a very... He lives an exciting life, but that's that's wear and tear on your on your moneymaker. Yeah. Like, dude, like this is a dude who goes like waveboarding or not waveboarding, like water skiing. Like, like week of fights. fights. Yeah, like fights. Yeah. There are countdown shows where he's just like on the boat, <laughs> getting ready to like get dragged in through the water. Hey, man, we we all have different and, ways and of just, prepping. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, you know, well, some some guys, he doesn't watch tape, so he's got to do something with his time. Yeah. yeah. And just and, uh, just just to be real quick, like we're not discrediting Darren Till at all. Like we're 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 not saying no, that was oh, a perfect performance. Guy. You yeah. can't get any better than that. Like since the Jason yeah. Ayari fight, I've been saying Darren Till is going to be like a contender. And like you've been very much on that. Just to get back that the last that last sequence of the KO, that elbow, that like step in elbow was so nasty. And right? you could, <laughs> he was he hit he hit what's his name Bohan. I think I think he fought Bohan Velikovic his last fight. Yeah, and he hit him with those like twenty times. So you yeah. knew at some point they were coming because Cerrone doesn't move well for those things that are coming right at him. Like when Lawler was flailing at him, like he can cover those up and take those. He's gonna be fine. But we saw Masvidal, we saw Nate Diaz. When it comes straight, he has a problem, and and that was a that was a hell of an yeah. elbow. And that upper knew... through too. Like it, it... I knew this fight was in trouble when Cerrone went for the takedown and he got it and then he popped right back up and it's like uh oh yeah this is like and a straight like... up strength difference <laughs> like yeah, yeah Till, Till's a big he's a big he's middleweight to too yeah 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 I mean he's Till's a that big himself, like he's like a light didn't he say like I hit like a light heavyweight I'm like a light heavyweight in this division yeah 
Yeah, he's a big mammoth man. Like, like Till in at welterweight is base, is as close as we're probably going to see to like Conor McGregor at featherweight at at welterweight. You know what that's, I mean? Yeah, that's a good comparison, I think, in terms of their size. So I guess uh, all right, he 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 gives Cerrone the blues. Um, he, he proceeds to have a <laughs> screaming match with with Mike Perry. Um, but who who do we want to see Till get next? Because I. I in the midst of the Perry yelling, I, I have forgot in real time that Perry was lined up already to fight Ponzinibbio. Ponce. Yeah. So who 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 do we give to? Um, throwing this out there, but the next big welterweight fight is going to be um. Yeah, it's in two weeks. Uh, it's going to be Stephen Thompson and um Corey Masvidal. Masvidal. Yeah. Yeah. Do do Could you? Could be interesting. Do you want to throw that out there? I'm not mad at that. Because I, I like, I like keeping prospects if he's still considered that. I don't, I don't know how that term is even used anymore. But I like keeping prospects, quote unquote, away from each other. Four years. Yeah. So like, as much as I would love to see him and Usman go at it, because nobody wants to fight Usman apparently. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would rather keep them two apart. See, I, I'm not mad at the winner of that. And yeah, at this point, if you're not on the tail bandwagon, or if you were doubting his skill set. Um. Yeah, this it's not a question. <laughs> I don't think anymore. Like, like my only hang up of like till before this fight was he seemed to lack basic finishing instinct, or or like he would get into advanced positions and just like kind of dick around a bit. Yeah, you know that's the, he, he concentration issues sometimes. Yeah. Speaking but, of which, since we're talking, since you mentioned concentration issues, not to cut you off, did you see that he sat on the wrong side of the cage? No. <laughs> when, he, when he got in, he was doing this big warm-up, and he sat down, and you could see the ref. I don't remember if it was Leon Roberts or whatever. Tell him to get up, and he had to move to the other side. In the wrong <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it, it all you, worked out in the end. Would you guys... They, the, it's a suggestion. The UFC suggests, because they don't ever promise title fights, but they suggest that... RDA Lawler is going to get the title, the next title fight. Would you put Till in an easy fight in the States to introduce him to the American audience? And if he breezes through that, and if Lawler RDA isn't what you think it would, would you kind of cash out on Till, so to speak, after like an easy performance on a pay-per-view and just go, hey, look, Till Woodley is going to be something different at least? Uh, See... The thing is, I feel like if RDA gets past Lawler, albeit if it's impressive or... I, I want to say I don't see how that fight could be born, but we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. But I feel like if RDA wins, that he should probably get the title shot. And just keep Till in the wing. Get, keep, keep Till in the wing. Give him... That's the thing. I can't really say tune-up fight. I mean, if, if you're looking at anybody in the top ten, there aren't really any quote-unquote tune-up fights anybody you get is going to be game i just thought of um, a great idea that hurts my heart throw it, throw it out there would you pull neil magny and do condit till no no is that do you just not want to see con to get like hurt that's kind of yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> i feel bad i love Condit. like I, I was just thinking like if you're gonna make a name he would be the guy Condit is one of those guys that, like, anytime he loses, I just, like, I take it personal. It's like, why? 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 Like, don't. 
Yeah, I, I relive that round versus GSP where he head kicks him and doesn't finish like every day. Uh, every day in my head. I, I'm, uh, I say... Like, oh, God. Who's, uh, um, what's, what's, what's Colby Covington up to? He's fighting Maya next week. Oh, Lord. Okay. That Maya, and I don't, I, Maya Till, I think would, I mean, Maya Till. Maya Till, well, Till turned, he said he wouldn't be well. He said Maya was the toughest fight. But Covington Till, I don't want to see that in your microphone. I don't want to hear Colby Covington <laughs> Till. Colby Co like, do they have, well, do they have hunting in, like, the UK? He may find out and make a, oof, they, well, the history of Europe or England isn't necessarily the best sometimes, so. Yeah. He may, he may make a, he's one of those guys, you're like, oh, hold on now. Like, I thought Cody Garbrandt was bad, but, like, <laughs> straight up, is, Col is Colby Covington the worst person to ever give a microphone to? Because I don't he, know, dude. There seems to be a lot. I don't know. There's some, there's some stiff competition out there. Like, his, yeah. his like, I can't Mike a guy who whacks. Okay, Covington lacks self-awareness to like obs an obscene degree. <laughs> Act, uh, subtlety. These are these are not. You know what? Like bad Mike talkers. That's like the one forty-five pound division, man. You could be there all day just stacking up great names, going at it. You know, I don't like ugh, Covington till uh. Like I, I, like was Kobe the dude who was calling out Ally Aquinta, or am I thinking of, or am I thinking of Mike Perry? Who hasn't called out Ally Aquinta at this point? Yeah, yeah. No, Co Kobe didn't oh. Kobe call out Woodley? He yeah, did. With that, with that, <laughs> Jesus Christ! With that off tweet, that is the the whole reason I brought him up as like the worst. Uh, I don't know. I it's funny you mentioned works first. I know a lot of people who don't like Mike Perry. Uh, you know, and that was Till Perry was like a thing people were into. What about Alba? What about Cal what about a different cowboy? Uh, oh, I wouldn't be mad at that. Till and Oliver. Alex, oh, yeah, be, is he fighting anytime soon? I, now, now let's go. Let's let's Google that bad boy. What about uh? Oh no, he well he's coming off a loss, so they. Oh no, him and Gunner aren't are they buddy buddy? Are they? Uh, oh but, my God, he'll kill Gunner. Gunner isn't fighting until like March apparently. I, I'm not off the Gunner bandwagon, but Till would be all wrong for him. Yeah. Too big. Also, Oliveira is fighting Yancey Medeiros. I would not have a problem with the winner of that fight fighting Till. Yeah. Wait, yeah. how did Yancey Medeiros get... Wait, how did, how did Yancey Medeiros get Alex Oliveira? He beat Eric Silva. Oh, Lord, that fight did happen. <laughs> it's a good fight, man. Jesus Christ. Fight, yeah. Eric Silva. Eric Silva. You can give Darren you can give Eric Silva to Darren Till you wanna make a <laughs> No. Like, I don't... <laughs> you wanna make a highlight reel? Oh Eric Silva at this point has been on enough highlight reels and I care to remember. Um <laughs> Tim's entire second half is dedicated to Eric to Eric God. Silva. He saved here. You could do on Kim. You could. It'd be a stinky fight, but you could try it. I mean, it, it, I mean, that's a winnable fight for Till. I mean, it would, but it wouldn't be like I don't think it would be too exciting. I, yeah, I don't think Till knocks him out solely because I think Dong Young Kid does enough to survive and like yeah tries to slow the fight down. Like that's another thing. Till prior to this fight, like another thing I like, I had against him, like his pace, like yes. If it, it feels like against a guy he can't land that left hand against, 
Like, the pace of the fight is going to slow down immensely. Crossing sports, he reminds me a little bit of Yuri Orcus Gamboa in the sense that yeah. he gets bored. You can kind of tell, like, in those fights against, like, Jessen Ayari and, and against Bohan Velikovic, he's playing around to the crowd. Like, he, he gets bored if he doesn't get the finish right away. So, that, like, again, those lapses in concentration where you're just like, okay, well, now do something. You know, if, if the other guy's not going to come forward, you, you can march him down but throw something. You've got him where you want him. Just finish the Like, he, he's very patient, almost to a point of just kind of boring himself, lulling himself to sleep. Yeah, that's what worries me if he was to fight, like, somebody like Woodley, whose entire game is to basically lull you to sleep and make you think you're in the, advantage, you're in the advantageous position when you're really just right. walking into his game. That's why when you hear people say, I'll make Woodley fight, you're just like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. It's what he wants you to do. I mean, yeah. Either way, I just hope they keep him in the wing. I don't, I don't want to fast track him to a title shot, and then we find out, oh, he's not ready yet, and he gets mauled. Yeah, I can Or <laughs> something well, like that. Keep, keep him in beating, the wing. I think okay. beating Cowboy kind of makes you a made man in that sense. Like, even if he loses, he's still got Cowboy Cerrone kind of. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Get him on fight pass. Put him on a, get him on a platform already. Let's get him on pay-per-view if we need to get him on pay-per-view. Let's yeah. get him on Fox or. Yeah, he's he's earned that. Yeah, if you beat Cowboy in that fashion, look if Vitor Belfort and Uriah Hall can headline a FS1. <laughs> yeah, Darren Tilkin. Come on, dude. The, apparently, the they, limit. Got, they were they were holding a spot for um Cerrone for UFC 219, right? Yeah, give it to Till. Yeah, absolutely. Unless he's hurt, and don't make it Mike Perry. I don't want like let him murder Wal- like Waller Alvarez. Like, oh yeah, like like don't don't give it to like. If you have a couple young guys who are kind of on a streak, why do we always have to kind of automatically start putting them together? Like, let let him go his way, let him go his way. If Perry gets by Santiago, which I, I really don't believe that'll be the case, but Santiago versus Till in Brazil as that, like, adopted Brazilian, you know what I mean, battle? Because Santiago's from Argentina, but he trained in Brazil, and Till came from England, so I don't know. Yeah. Just don't do Perry. It doesn't make sense. Till will beat Perry, and, or will probably beat Perry, and then you'll have to rebuild Perry again. And re- hope to God he doesn't do something along the way that makes you never want to mention him ever again. So, it doesn't make sense. Shout out to Alex Nicholson. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> I mean, he was, out, he was out here campaigning for the Jimmy Manuel fight. Oh, I think you guys, well, you didn't miss. There's no way to miss it, but OSP against the uh, Corey Anderson got announced as well, I think, this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. OSP stepped in for uh, the Cummins, I think, who pulled out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. I don't want to be rude to those guys, but who? it's a, it's very much who cares kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I can see that fight playing out, and it's not fun at all. No, it's not. Va- Von Pruchot, let's do it again. Let's, let's do just it keep again. doing that. That's your finishing mm-hmm. move. Just start, you know. Right. Just make that a thing and just... Just, just keep doing it. Yeah. But I guess, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There until there, I forgot there were other fights on this card. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, some of us, some of us didn't do, some of us did half our homework. Yeah. All of it. I mean, I passed. I got at least a 75. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, <laughs> how dare I, you not watch Ramazan and Sam Alvey? Yeah. I mean... I like Coleman though. Good, well enough, but come on. <laughs> I, I I do I, like I do got to talk about the Coleman though, because the, the Coleman was uh, 
it was hard to watch, but at the same time, it was beautiful to watch. Can, um, can I just start I, this off with, there's no fucking way Jody Escabel is 5'3". <laughs> yeah, Dan it was Hardy funny. <laughs> yeah, Dan Hardy, I was going to say, Dan Hardy said the same thing. Speaking like, whoever Hardy, had the tape measure did that wrong. Did you hear Dan Hardy at one point say someone was getting dropped on their right ass cheek? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and then, good in a few fights later, it's like, oh, what a terrible nut shot. I'm like, you guys are on, you guys have mics, man. Hey, man. Hey, it's not on US TV, nobody cares. Yeah, but don't exactly. international, like... <laughs> Does, yeah. Is the UK like, does UK TV like are are they as like ink, um I don't know I don't know I just don't want that somebody I feel like the rest I feel like the rest of the world is in as PC as us they probably can let things like that go I just don't want somebody's nan to hear nut shots <laughs> and assume that the UFC is all about that well it's too late now <laughs> it's been... right, so Carolina Kovalkovich nailed that name oh yeah. I've been yeah, waiting for you to. All I was waiting for you to stop that off. She beat the ever-loving crap out of Jody Escabel. Yep. In a way that no way has done since Jody Escabel got the crap beat out of her by Alexa Grasso. Grasso. <laughs> so. Yeah, it but, was. Whew. Like, Carolina is very much like um. I want to say like a bootleg Joanna. <laughs> but she, she's one of those fighters. Like once she gets ahead of, like once she gets an idea in her head of how she can beat you, she would just keep doing that over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen it work against fighters who probably should have beat her. Like yeah, Rose Namajunas should have beat her. Um. Yeah. And, and against Jody Escabel, who is like four inches shorter, has. Nowhere near the pace. Like, like Carolina threw 333 f- strikes in this fight. It's a 15 minute fight. That's like, yeah, 22 strikes a minute. It reminded me of like a Nate Diaz fight, except she throws kicks and yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it wrote. That's what better, it reminded me of. She's a little better looking too. She's a little better yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And um, those uh, knees. Oh my god. Whew. Yeah, I'm glad that those returned to her game. I those were like. You know, I felt like that was kind of missing, and I also enjoyed seeing her kind of go for an armbar as well and kind of mix things up. Like, that was a good performance for her. It was like a complete fight. Like, any strike you could have thrown, she probably threw and landed repeatedly multiple times. Like, and, and you know, good on the UFC for not doing what they normally tend to do when a popular fighter loses a few fights, and it's like, well, now, cash out. We got to put him against somebody who's really, you know, like, she fought... She fought Rose, she fought Joanna, she fought Claudia. She went one and two, she's in Poland, they gave her a fair fight, I thought, for what she needed. Not to say Jody Escobel's a scrub, but she was debuting, it was it was a different kind of fight for her. But, yeah. uh, I thought es- that was... Good. Escobel is a top ten atom weight. Like, yes. lower top ten, but she's a top ten atom weight. I, I get that she doesn't like the, um, like the cut, but this is what's gonna happen. Yes. I would agree. And, but, but, like, just in general, like, they tend to... It's not like... Remember when they took Akira Khorasani and they had him fight Max Holloway in Sweden? That was, before, yeah, that was just mean. And before that... <laughs> like, there are some markets they go to, like Sweden and Australia, where the matchmaking tends to take those popular fighters, and it's like, Dan Kelly, Derek Brunson, what's the worst that could happen? Am I right? It's like, <laughs> it was nice to see them take care of Caroline and give her a fair fight at home. 
Same for Blahovich. I feel bad for Jody Miller. Like, that's a tough debut. Like, it really was. It really that's was. a rough but, debut, man. Sometimes the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the uh, few. Uh, like, isn't Carolina... Like, I'm not mistaken when I think... Like, Carolina is supposedly the second or first most popular Polish fighter in Poland, right? In the UFC? I don't know. Yeah, allegedly, I'm pretty sure they mentioned that. Yeah, like, she's a big deal over there. Pretty sure like, it's Joanna and all the rest are tied. So. Well, well, it's Puds, and then everybody else is tied. Yeah, everybody else is. Well, he's not. <laughs> he's in a tier of himself. He's like a George Tolos over there. Literally, like, six million people tune in to watch him fight, and that's, like, one-sixth of Poland. Look, dude, did you miss him versus Popek Monster? I don't think so. That's a no, big, I've big watched, deal. No, I've watched it, like, at least four times since. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I guess I'm the they only never one who missed Kimbo. it. <laughs> the, the, the fact How did they never do him versus Kimbo? The fact that nev- that never happened is the greatest robbery in like MMA history. It's not Barnett, Fedor, or anything like that. It's Kimbo, Puds. That that reaches every market. Yeah. Oh, no, oh man. Now I'm getting Riddick, Bo, Andrew Galata flashbacks. That's not good. To the... Uh... The fight that they had that ent- the fight they had in the ring that then turned into the fight in the stands, like the world's <laughs> nastiest. Like I think, like you ever see the HBO countdown documentary on that where Jim Lampley's like, "My daughter's in this mess. I gotta go get her," and he, like throws the headphones down and he's going. Oh man, <laughs> that's I'm not making that up. Watch it one time. You can I, I, I got a lot. Oh man! I'm not going to that crowd if that's going on. Fend for herself. She got to make it out, right? You got the address, babe. You'll get home. Where's the fan man to make a pickup when you need him? Now I'm kind of upset the soccer hooligans didn't get into the show. Oh no, no! You don't need soccer hooligans. Oh man! Uh, so damn. I was gonna say for for Carolina, like. So you've lost to number one and number two. Um, you you dispatch of Jody pretty pretty handedly. Do do they do you think they rush her back to a title shot or do we give her another you know not tune up fight but another you know just another fight along the way instead of rushing her back to the top. As much as I would love to see her versus like Andrade, which I think would be a slaughter by the way. Um, oh no! Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I not like betting against him. Yeah, um, that would... I, I say get her another girl, at or woman at the. Like, who's Felice Herrick fighting? Uh, Courtney Casey. Courtney Casey. No, that would, ooh, Courtney Casey. I think would, would. I think Courtney Casey would put the work on. On Carolina. Uh, Casey. Casey. She beat the hell out of. Uh, She's, um, who did she fight last in World Series of Fighting, champion? Ja- oh, Jag. Oh, Jag. Jag. Yeah. Casey's very, I, actually, you know what? Carolina's really well coached. She has great fundamentals. I could see her, you know, but Casey, I, I, I guess I'm higher on Casey than most people because I thought she had a chance against Gedalia. So, could just yeah. be me being. Um, but, point, but, um, like get her somebody at the bottom of the top ten, and then like if you have some like some hot shot prospects, yeah, it, Calvillo in like six months, maybe Calvillo get her. Think think you could throw Calvillo in there? Um, 
If she gets past the spars, I don't see why not. I, Who's I, the I, young I, lady who, who who beat Pearl Gonzalez? Botelio? Oh, but, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the Italian? She's Italian, right? No, 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 no. That's, no, that's um, uh, Romero. Paolo uh, Pol- Romero Barra. Pollyanna oh, Botello. Yeah, there she goes. She beat Pearl Gonzalez. Like, give her one of those guys. Uh, gals, rather. Ladies, rather. Uh, I'm not mad at that. Hope I she doesn't. Can't think of anybody else. Like, I, I, she, she... I, I like the Herrick fight. I like, um... Is... Grasso, maybe? Grasso... Uh, Grasso's gonna be out for a while. All right, she just had surgery. That would have been a great fight. Yeah. Um, is Maria Moros doing anything? Is she... I don't know. Yeah, she's coming off that loss, but, like, if get her one of those fights, you know? Oh, what's her name? Taylor. Oh, right. Taylor needs a, fo- um, a step up. You could do Daniel Taylor against Carolina. I think that'd be a good fight for her. That'd be a it force Daniel Taylor to have a fun fight. What if we take Escabel and Taylor and stack them, like make them stand on? Because <laughs> <laughs> that those are you could do you could do Escabel Taylor. That would be the shortest fight I think in in history. Talk, <laughs> that would be like Masquerita Dorada level. Yeah. Oh man, talk I, about somebody who's of Adam weight. Uh, yeah. In every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> in every sense. Oh man, but yeah, Carolina, that was a a clinic, pretty much. And, and in front of her hometown, it was a real not her hometown fans, but her home country fans. Yeah. It was a good. And her mom was in. The, and her mom was in the crowd. Yeah, that, those, that was like those the first are nice time her mom moments that fighters and fans don't forget. So it's nice that they put that together. Yeah. yeah. So shout outs to Carolina. Uh, as for Jody, I mean, for a debut, man, that's that's rough. like I can't even hold this against you. Like that's a rough debut. No, you, you got thrown into the number three person. Like not only the number yeah. three person, but like the number three person, and you fight them in their home country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With moms in the crowd, like yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. Like <laughs> your mom is in the crowd. Like of course you're not gonna lose. That's like Carolina and Alexa Grasso have some things they do similarly, so it was kind of like a similar stylistic matchup to Grasso, and that was not a good fight for Jody either. So. Yeah. Also, that was only uh, her third fight, not in the U.S. Yeah, that's not. It was a rough one. Yeah, she'll and stick around. The, I think she has. I think she has the talent to stick around. This is just one of those things where it's like, like you're just gonna like. It, it's like Louis Galvano. Like you're, you're just at a certain point. There's a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Because of your size, or because of just like your lack of um, like Danielle Taylor can get by at five feet tall because she hits like a fucking truck. Right. Well, Escabel doesn't have that in her back pocket, so yeah. there's just going to be a size strength difference that eventually is going to get you. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of which, ooh, we can go on to the next fight. Yeah. I'll let you. The SFL <laughs> special. Oh uh, yeah, it's straight off of Super Fight League. <laughs> Where else are we going to see a standing bulldog choke? Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. I'm not criticizing. All right. I just want to make sure you know I'm not. This is the, this is the UFC stepping their game up. Yeah, Jan, Bl- uh, Jan Blachowicz submits uh, Devin Clark by a bulldog choke. Don't believe the rear naked choke. That's basically what it was. It was a bulldog choke. We just don't want... Some people just don't want to admit that such a thing happened in a UFC event. It was very real. I saw it. It was not very real. Have, not only did it have a bulldog choke, it had a big boot. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 
<sighs> is it me or did like I don't know, maybe it's just because I haven't watched Devin Clark fight in a little bit, but like I don't know, I feel like he was doing a lot of things I just haven't seen him do before. I.e. that big boot that Well that was a that was <laughs> a technical choice. That was Devin Clark saw that Jan Blavich was hurt. Yeah, and yeah. he went for the very good technique on the big boots. Yeah, I was gonna say Barbarian would be out. <laughs> you get somebody hurt, and the first move you think of is, oh, I'm going to boot this guy. He's going to boot this fucker right <laughs> yeah. in the face. Uh-oh. But I mean, hey, if it, if it would have worked, we'd be singing this a different song, so I'm I not going to criticize prefer, him for I it. I much prefer trying to finish a guy on the feet than, oh, man, he's hurt. Let me go try to take him down. Yeah. Because yeah. how often do you see that where it's like he's hurt, and then he gets against the cage, and it's like, well, i got to take him down now. And it never, it almost never works. Yeah. yeah so, really. This, But this fight is really why, like, Devin Clark, I, I haven't been high on him as I heavyweight. Yeah, but I, I've, I've been hopeful. I've been hopeful. But like you, you, you see, like Devin Clark is just not built for light heavyweight. Like, and, and uh, was Nichols was the Nicholson fight at two hundred five or one eighty five? I want to say that was at two hundred five. Okay, I could be wrong. Um, no, that was middleweight. That was his. First, that was his only. So maybe fight. he just. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't trust his chin at 185. I mean. Yeah. It, it, that I like be... Clark. I'm not give, I'm not giving up on him, but that was pretty. Yeah. Like, on the feet, he was outclassed, and. You know. I, I can't give up on him. Like I feel like there's something there. That and uh, I have a bias with LFA fighters. Like I just tend to root for them all. Like he is a tremendous athlete. Yeah, but with a like, great for, gym. Yeah, but but for a guy who apparently has been boxing since he was a kid. And been wrestling since he was in high school, like was not. In the- there, there is no type of subtlety to anything in his game. Yeah, everything like and if you're going to be a, an undersized, I guess light heavyweight, like you have to fight the perfect fight every single time. And Clark right. is just too much of like I have to explode to get the clinch or right. get the takedown or throw this overhand right and. Eventually, things will fall apart, and that's what basically happened in the second round here. Like, he throws that, he whiffs on an overhand right so badly that it throws him off balance, and Blavich just wraps up his neck. See, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know he whiffed or if he was going for a takedown, because I was confused when that happened. No, he it was very, 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 very awkward. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was trying to, like, do one of those, like, I'm going to just fling my jab or just fling a swing out there just so you'll bite, and then I'll just go low. I, I, yeah, I, I guess that wasn't... I, I, also, I, also think he was, I also think he was a little frazzled from the body kicks, oh from just God. the kicks in general. I mean, those are powerful kicks, so can't, you're not, not going to fault the guy for trying to get away from those, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's some of the best body kicks in MMA. Like, that switch kick to the body is just gorgeous. If he could, a, build, if he could build his whole offense around that... He'd be so much better off. I, I talked about it this week. Like, he's not a bad fighter. He's His losses are to Jimmy Manoa in a split decision where I kind of think he could have maybe won. He gave Glover a few problems, but not, you know. And um, he had comments. He, tagged, about, he, he, he fought Gustafson, right? Yeah. Yeah, he tagged Gus. He tagged Gus a, a few good times. Yeah, he turned actually. Gustafson into a wrestler. Yeah. He busted the shit. And then was. Was that the Cummins fight where he just beat the shit out of him before a round and then got tired? Yeah. Yeah. And it, Power of the mustache kicked in. Yeah, you know, everybody <laughs> fights. Everybody gets tired of fighting Cummins after like. 
I can't tell if that's because Cummins is just so fucking dogged or just <laughs> like heavyweight. Yeah. Twelve five. Like everybody there just gets really tired really easy. It's the nap division. You, you know, you need like naps between rounds. Like we, I, I used to joke that like they should give like the heavyweights air between rounds. <laughs> like those spray cans <laughs> of air. <laughs> just like give them like the whole like um oxygen mask. Yeah, yeah, the oxygen mask and the tank and everything. Like maybe they should be doing that two oh five. What they should have done when they brought in one twenty five is like the heavyweights can tag out. You know what I mean? <laughs> to the yeah. flyweights. You could have got him <laughs> right off the bat. I'm just saying, like, I think Blahovich he hasn't performed like there were people who admittedly I think there were people who when he came in from KSW they wanted to see him fail because KSW is like the Joker. If you don't look at their undercards, you don't see that they do have some really good talent. So it's like, yeah. oh, it's the joke division. He came from the fucking goof land. And he's better than he's shown. I really do believe. I'm not going to be like, oh, he's going to fight for the title. But he's top 10 light heavyweight to me. Losing to Gustafson is no joke. Losing to Mana was nothing to be ashamed of. So Yeah. You know. I, and I, at 205, I, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Shogun's mean, about. Dude, Shogun's about. Shogun's. One fight from a title fight. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> like that is wild. Daniel Cormier, like, like Cormier is one fight from heavyweight, or at least he should be. Yeah, I mean, Corm, hell, Cormier is one fight away from cleaning the division out. He beats Vulcan. Yeah, who's left? Gus again. I'd watch that, but like he's beaten everybody except for one guy. I mean, he hasn't beaten Shogun. Or has he? Has. <laughs> no. Yeah. He has not. That? That's not uh, a name he pretend. has on his record. He's got to earn those stripes, man. Let's pretend. <laughs> Let's all 20, pretend. 2018. We could have Shogun as champion. I'm just saying. Alexander Gustafson hurts his knee. Daniel Cormier decides that he doesn't want to cut weight anymore, and Kane retires. <laughs> <laughs> so who's Shogun fighting? Vulcan. Okay. Vulcan. <laughs> like we straight up don't know enough about Vulcan, like range striking game to say that he would outright like murder Shogun. This is why Vulcan. OSP is gonna win this war of attrition. He's gonna have a six year run. <laughs> <laughs> there was a two hundred five Dominic Reyes. Let's just put Dominic. Let's put the title on Reyes. And just... I was just gonna bring him up. Where has he been? He's got a fight coming up. I don't yeah, remember it's... which card it's on. It's like it's on two is. 217 or 218? Let's Google. I got it. I got y'all. Uh, but, uh, 205 is the one division where I kind of don't get mad when they rush prospects because we just need new bodies, like, at all times. Jeremy so. Kimball at, at UFC 218. Yeah. He should win that fight. But but Kimball's right. not bad. All right, let's... let's uh... <laughs> 205 is just another podcast in itself. We were talking about Jan Blachowicz <laughs> for more than, like, three minutes. We got a problem. <laughs> Um, I mean, this next fight, I honestly don't have a ton of input, but, uh, how do you pronounce this gentleman's last name? I believe it's Oscar Pihota? Piota? Piota. I like, I like the way Piota sounds. So we're going to go Oscar Piota and Jonathan, Johnny Bravo, nickname, Wilson, had to throw that out there. Um, yeah, I watched this fight. It's not a whole lot to talk about. Wilson just didn't really show up. F- felt like there was no urgency there. Like Jesus. there was no 
it was just no, and it was like his coaches in the corner were like, do, they gave him really simple advice. Do like, something. You just need to, you, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah, do something. Throw more. Like, you need to just do something. At and he end, just yeah. didn't. At the end of the first round, he's like, this is the fourth quarter. You got to do, like, like, what do you say when he comes back? All right, now we're in overtime. We really need to do right. <laughs> He trained with like, Lorenz Larkin, and you could kind of see some Larkin in that. Uh, Lay back, kind of be patient, overly patient at times. And the thing is, it's like. Oscar, it's not like Oscar was so polarizing that Wilson couldn't. No. Like, I felt like there was opportunity there. Like, you could have done something, and you just didn't pull the trigger for whatever reason. And Oscar just won basically on him doing more because you just kind of sat there. Like, you walked him down, but you didn't, I don't know. Fights like this are always weird for me to watch. I just, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. I, I, I think... Wilson, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think Wilson might have been just been scared off his game, like, like the the trip takedown that Piotr hit in the first round, where like that back take was pretty. Yo, my God, yeah, like he For climbs his, yeah, yeah, he climbs his back as Wilson is like standing up, and threatens for with the rear naked choke for like a solid two minutes. Then he comes back in the next round and just gets put on his ass, like at the end of the round, yeah. Yeah, but we so. saw Masvidal get his back taken by Maya. Not to compare them, not no situations over to alike, but you gotta have some urgency after that. Like you, you gotta know you lost that round, and you gotta, you also have to feel a little bit of confidence. Hey, he had my back. I survived it. We're okay. Everything's all right. It just but, wasn't. It wasn't clicking. No well, spark. It, the thing with um, with Wilson, he's he's an MMA native, who got his start in like Explode Fight Series. Yeah, that's not great. And got signed out of fighting in, like, Gladiator Challenge. Like, you're basically coming into the UFC with, like, no experience. Like, all respect to all the people he fought. They were brave in stepping in the cage with him and everything like that. But, like, Explode Fight Series is where you go when you want easy wins. Gladiator Challenge is where you go when you want easy wins. Right. And, like, so, basically, this man's first real MMA fight was against Chris... Chris Dempsey to bring it Chris back. Dempsey, yeah. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everything nobody's comes gonna, full circle. Nobody's gonna get that. I don't think we were recording when we mentioned him. Yeah, no, we recorded this whole thing. We've been oh, recording since good Christ. get. Man. Everything comes full circle. Sir, sir you, you, have, you have to go back and you have to cut the part where we talked about Chris Dempsey. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Just so you guys know, we were on the phone for like 45 minutes before we actually started <laughs> right. about anything. Yeah, it went, it, went, it, went, it went a whole lot of nowhere. Kind of like the middle portion of this card. Just a whole lot. <laughs> actually, I take that back. There was Nazrat Hakrabas was really impressive. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, I guess you know. Shout out to Oscar. Solid win. Not a whole lot to yeah, good for talk him. about. But uh, Marcin Held and uh, I'll let you say that name again. Nazrat Hakrabat. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just say for one, thank God Marcin Held got a win. Um, I was <laughs> this guy's. I felt like he's had the most unfortunate like career coming over from Bellator so far, and I was was happy to see him get a win. But yeah, Nazrat was throwing some heat, man. Like. Mini Kelvin never, on his on his game, man. <laughs> like I'd never heard of him before this fight. Didn't really know anything about him, but yeah, like he he conceivably could have won this had a few situations just went a bit different. But yeah, he he was throwing some heat, man. Like held held had to work. And it's weird because 
Held has fought, what, Lozon, Sanchez. Did they have another fight before? Yeah, oh my god. Hadzovic, Demir Hadzovic. The, yeah. the man so, who like, need the crap out of Matthew for <laughs> <Lefer> and Minaro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a perfect way to start the third round. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, but his whole career, like UFC career, has been like low-key trap fights. Like, right. Sanchez, like, he is not a good striker. Like, like, he is not a good fighter at this point in his career, but he's still a damn good wrestler. Like, for yeah. uh, that seems to be, like, the only thing he can do, but it's he does it extremely well. Joe Lozon, like, I, I guess, like, you can say that's a more fair matchup, and, like, a bunch of people thought he won. I don't remember what I thought, but right, that's a guy who is going to really take it to hell and, like, Who's going to take it to hell for three rounds? Yeah. And one of the things with hell is he kind of slows down as the fights go yeah, on. Yeah, he got he got three cardio machines right out of the gate. Yeah. And, like, Hadzovic, like, the only thing I knew about him going into that fight is he, like, stone knees. Well, it looks like hell skipped that part of the game plan day. Right. Yeah, and apparently he's a dude who fought Yako. So... Who did who did he? I I only know his nickname is the Bosnian Bomber, and he fought somebody on that Croatian card and got melted, but I don't remember his name. Oh my god, I know who you're talking about. Um, really good, really good fighter. I can't remember like his name. the most inappropriate sounding nickname in MMA. I hate it. I hate it. Whenever whenever he's on a card and I gotta write that up, uh, I always... it was Demir. It was Demir. Yeah. God. God. Terrible. Ooh, Venator veteran, by the way. They turn out. The oh man, world, man, they turn out. The Nazarat's only twenty-two years old. Yeah, and he trains. You know, I I follow a couple Twitter accounts that follow European MMA, and he was one of those prospects that they talk a lot about. He trains with TriStar. I trained with TriStar for this fight, but he's a Hafa Cordero. He's a Hafa Cordero prodigy, which, by the way, you that means it. he's in the same gym with Kelvin Gastelum. Oh my and god. They look exactly the exactly same. Exactly alike. Right. <laughs> so, and, and apparently, Hakrapas was a great athlete. Like, there was a lot of buzz, and, and he lived up to it. And young fighters don't know better sometimes. And I, I'm going to look, I'm going to rewatch that fight again soon. That second round, when he clinched and judo threw held, I feel like that was a risk he didn't have to take. And when you succeed on a risk like that, it makes you more risky. And he kind of put himself, like, he was trying to do too much in his little, in his debut. And I feel like that second round lost him the fight because I thought he won the third. Yeah. I personally believe the second, but he left. He got a little too a little too careless, and he paid for it. Bright future for the guy, though. The Afghanistan's second best fighter behind Cyr. Oh God, who's number? Cyr, yeah, yeah. He was he was Nazareth was impressive and held. Thank God he got a win. That guy needs to. Yeah. That guy needs a one sixty five class. I don't know what it is, but his cardio is not no bueno. For a guy who's gone five rounds, he didn't look great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, thank God you got to win. Because if he would went zero and four and got cut, I would have been hurt. <laughs> not that I think he's gonna be like a champ or anything, but I feel like he can be a good, like middle of the road guy. Like throw him in a card, he'll he'll give you a solid performance. He'll eke out some good wins, but he might not make it to the top. Uh, don't feel too bad but, for him because at least Held has like some place to go back to, like. Oh man, Gamrod against Held would sell the Tokyo Dome in Poland out. Like that's yeah, a, it's a big fight. Oh man, 
But uh, his next fight was pretty exciting though. Fight of the night. Uh, all right, I'm probably gonna mess his name up. Brian Kelleher and Damian. Oh. Stasiak. 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 I thought you were going with Sam Alvey. I was about to say fight of the night. Are you ribbing me or like? Oh no no, I'm going straight. I'm oh, okay. I'm reading it from Sure Dog. I'm going straight <laughs> straight down the list. Perfect. Okay. Oh. Right. Well, we'll, Alvey's next though. He's next. So oh, be, be ready. <laughs> but um, so Kelleher man. This, the guy like quietly, he's one in, he's two on one in the UFC. He came in uh, on that fight against Alcantara and just choked the man in a fight that nobody even knew who Kelleher was. But I, yeah, this fight was just really fun to watch. Like, and I think they mentioned it during the announcements or not announcements, the uh, commentary that apparently he wants to be like the Donald Cerrone of this division. I mean, he's off to a good start because this is his third yeah. fight in like four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he gets busy, man. Like he and shout out to Damien too, though. Cause like these two were they were they were going at it. Like it was a really good like back and forth up until I'm trying to remember how this ended. I can't remember the end sequence. I'm kind of mad because I know I saw it. He got hurt and he was stumbling around on like deer legs, and I think he either face planted and then got pounded out, or Kelleher caught him over the top. He went down, and then the ground and pound followed suit. You see, this is why I, I hate myself, because I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, before we, you got in the call, Joey, I went downstairs to go get them. I told him I was going down there to go get them. I see. And um, I haven't looked at them once. <laughs> do you, do you want to hear my notes for this fight? Yeah, please. Stop fucking spinning, Damien. That's all I Can we talk about that? Like, I, first off, that was really impressive. Damien Stasiak, Damien Stasiak moves like a 70-year-old man, but he was throwing some really nice spinning techniques. But I feel like if you hit a spinning technique once, the likelihood of it, like, he's spinning. He's like a top out there. He's back fists and, and spinning wheel kicks and liver kicks. And, like, I've always felt like you land, if you can land that technique early, that's great. But the effectiveness of it, unless you're Edson Barbosa... The effectiveness of it by the time you get to round three, it it's just energy sapping, isn't it? Like it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. So like, I, I think it's a weird dude because like he just like a tough fight, but like you can't really pinpoint what he does well besides be like tough. Yeah. Oh uh, no, he's got a great he's got a great uh post fight celebration. That's his. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to see it here though. We didn't get to see the machine gun. No, because he was barely conscious. <laughs> he's got a family, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a family. They're probably, they could be listening. I mean, well, tough. He does but for me, one, <laughs> tell them to heed my advice and and like tell him to stop spinning. Stop spinning, you. Also, also, he has one of the ugliest takedown attempts in like MMA. Like he's so unexplosive. It's almost like everything he does looks like ooze. Like, he just kind of, there. there's no rhythm, no, like, if you watched him and then you watched Tony Ferguson, it would be like color TV, like, like going from black and white to 4K. Like, it's just, he's, <laughs> somebody, I remember watching the Davy Grant fight, and I don't know if it was you or someone else who said, it looks like watching a, a, a UFC, like the EA UFC game on lag. <laughs> no speed to anything he does, but he's fucking throwing spinning kicks, and I'm impressed. But like Kelleher knew what they were coming. They he he saw them every time. Yeah, except the first one. The first well, one. Oh no, that was the 
That was a great one. And I think he hurt him later on, but if your success rate is 2 out of 20 and you don't finish him on either one, like, why? Paul Felder used to do that all the time, like, during that losing streak he had. And I was just like, stop. You could, you're, you're doing fine without him. Like, you don't have to abuse it. Yeah. And oh, Kelleher, man. yeah, good. I like Kelleher a lot. You know, he lost to my man Chito Vera, but overall, you know, there's no shame in that. Chito's a hell of a fighter. I can't, like... Kelleher on principle because he's the only reason Julio Arce isn't in the UFC. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, but uh, he's damn exciting to watch every time. But he isn't does. he from your neck of the woods? Shouldn't you support uh, him for, for being no, from around that's, there? That's not, that's no, not how this works. I <laughs> I, I, no hometown love. Can't grow, this is why MMA can't grow in the United States because we don't support <laughs> our guys like they support them in Poland and dude, Ireland and Brazil. Dude, you give me a Jersey dude who on the card, who is going to fight for the title? I- I'm there. Keller is from Oceanside, New York. They don't oh, do okay. nothing for me. Oh wow! Plus he's from yeah, Bob- I know. From me, from Jimmy Bob Squad. Jimmy Rivera, like yeah, there's there's my guy. But um, no, like he, he beat the ever living shit out of Keller. Or not, I'm sorry, Stasiak. <laughs> oh. Jesus, yeah, he did. He's a violent. He's a. He just looks mean. Keller yeah. has the fighter face. Right? Just a very mean-looking... I've heard he's very nice. I think it's the bald head. I think the bald head gives him teeth. like that, that hitman look. <laughs> it's cr- up, it's crazy. The- this dude used to fight like lightweight. Like he's fought for... I want to say he fought for like the CFFC lightweight title at one point. Or something like that. No. He fought in CCFC at lightweight against Jeff Smith. And lost. He's one of those guys, man. You, he's got that. This is my. This might be an unfair comparison. Matt Brown style, where the record doesn't match the skills. So it's like, oh, this guy's thirteen and five. Like, what can he do? Yeah. Like, this guy can. One thirty-five is full of full of really great fighters, and he's uh, he's up there. Yeah. He's the guy to keep an eye on. Like, if you want to see an exciting fight, regardless if he wins or loses, like he's somebody. Yeah, to, he's, he's got he's somebody that, to he's watch. A, yeah, technical brawler kind of guy. Like he he just thrives in chaos. That's a great way to put it. Some fighters are like that. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Speaking of uh, chaos or lack thereof, um, I will hand this next fight off because I I made the conscious decision to skip it due to <laughs> certain rumblings and ramblings that I heard via the internet and. This is one of the few instances where I trusted and believed in the internet, and I guess they did right by me. Oh, they did. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hand this fight off, and I will, I will let you, uh, <laughs> give your take on whatever it was that happened or didn't happen. Is this my go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah floor's Sam, yours. Sam Alvey against Ramazan Emiv. By the way, in my notes, I wrote Ramadan about four times. Uh. <laughs> If you've seen a Sam Alvey fight that goes beyond a round, you saw this fight. I like Sam Alvey. He seems like a generally positive guy. You can separate person from artist. Sam Alvey, after the first round, is really not the most exciting fighter in the world. He's an energy, he's a conservation kind of guy. He missed weight for this fight, but he took it on short notice. By the way, 30, like, he had to cut like 30 pounds in like a week, which, what are you doing? Uh... It's okay to say no to a fight. I think more fighters need to be, if you can't make the weight, please don't do that to yourself. So Alvi didn't even have his first round explosiveness. He was just the body in there. And it's unfortunate because he's a, he's a nice guy and he's a good fighter within that first round. But 
and 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 Amiv didn't really do anything special either. The commentary was so enthralled with the action they were discussing Amiv's law degree. So it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like there was much to call. If you love clinching, this is your magnum opus. Um, I I like uh. Sam Alvey. I don't have a feeling about Ramazan Amiv. Maybe he'll look better the next time, but. Uh, they gotta schedule Sam Alvey in these pride style or these one round twenty minute fights because he he after the first round it's the same fight over and over and I don't know what else I can say I'm at a I'm at a, I'm in a, I'm emotionally drained after that like I got nothing to give anybody after that I, I will come to bat for Sam Alvey oh my God go ahead Sam Alvey is the consummate overachiever I yeah I. <laughs> Dude, there's no reason. This man has, like, 14 UFC fights in, like, three years. There's no reason he should have, like, a positive record. Just based on his skill set and his, like, everything. You're so much nicer than me about this. Like, I, I'm upset. Like, I guess because I, it's like the card was moving along. We had a little bit of a rhythm going. Law balls against. Uh, hey, Philly don't Hatton. like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I like watching Sam Alvey fight. Right. Uh, like, but it, at middleweight especially, where everybody is just, where if at, at one point in this division, like, I, I don't know, was Nick Ring a middleweight or am I just like? mistaking myself no he was a middleweight middleweight. yeah like at one point nick ring was like the the in between between fighting like i don't know damian maya or um who was another boach boach like there tim boach tim boach is like an in between between like fighting like like i don't know um like a guy like sam alvey and (laughs) luke rockhold that's, yeah. the, that's the jump at middleweight. Yeah. And it doesn't get easy. It, like, it, the, the, the unremarkableness of this division outside of, like, the top ten is astounding <laughs> to me. There are a lot of Damien Stasiaks in, in middleweight in terms of athleticism. There are not a lot of... It, it's literally just, like, a, a bunch of... A lot of clunky. It's literally just, like, a bunch of tough dads. Like, that's... Dr. Dan Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Kelly, Eric Spicely, <laughs> Sam Alvey, Tim Coach. Uh, you have to be pasty, and you have to be very slow to make it at 185. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody being described as a tough dad. <laughs> Dan Kelly's like a granddad. Oh, and man. And they put him against Derek Brunson, who thought that was a good idea. You know, he beat the former late heavyweight champion. I don't know if you know this. Oh yeah, <laughs> he he washed the former light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> washed him. What was Rashad's prime again? I believe the Xbox 360 was just getting released. <laughs> but oh man, so like to just come back to Alvy, like the man has a gimmick. The man has <laughs> wasn't that a problem earlier when I said someone had a gimmick? People got all upset. No, no, was... no. That that was the pygmy people. But this is a guy who is literally just go like, who, his primary way of making money is, I'm going to try and stay in shape. Uh, and I'm such like, a, he, uh, like, it's just remarkable to me that he's made 
his UFC career, like, like I said, he basically has done it one-handed. Yeah, just, I mean... That's the I, only I, punch he throws. I'm not knocking Sam Alvey. I, I like him as a person. I think he's motivational. I think he's inspirational. I just don't want to see him fight two, rounds two and three anymore. I just don't. I can't do it, man. We should have certain fighters who just only, are only allowed to fight one round. I'm Diego just, Brando. Um, like they have to give up like fifty percent of that Blanco. purse. But that's oh <laughs> lord. <laughs> Every time I hear his name, I get. Uh, but Blanco? Brando's going to jail. So oh, no, not Brando. Blanco. Blanco. Maximo Blanco. Has Maximo Blanco been signed by Ryzen yet? Because that should have been ha- that should have been happened. He fought, but I don't know. I don't think it was with them. I don't know. Oh, I just no. Sam Alvey's a nice guy. I like him. I I wish there was like a place in MMA for guys like Sam Alvey. Like, can you put him behind a desk? Can you? Because he seems like he's very knowledgeable at the sport. He seems really nice. Like he's a kind of he is kind of like a like he, I could see him being a good spokesperson for the sport. These second and third rounds are they're killing me, man. The, the Talis Latest fight was like. Rashad Evans, like he's a great first round fighter, but man, yeah, yeah. Tough Dads might be the name of this podcast. Tough Dads. Saying. I mean, <laughs> dude, there was a point with like Polish cards, like, and we're get apparently we're getting past it because like the Polish fighters on this card look really good. Um, Carolina K, some of them, Oscar uh, Piotto, he, like he looks good. good. Yeah, um, but like at one point, like there was a time where like. Everybody coming out of Poland was basically like Damien Stasiak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. That's fair. So, That's like, fair. I, I, I think feel, it's, I I think it's pretty like, fitting that Sam Alvey's on this card. I feel saying. so, I, I have to admit, I feel horrible. Like, I didn't, I wasn't trying to rant on Sam Alvey the person. He's a great, like, I just, these fights. No, no, like, it, it, no, like, I, I think everybody gets it. Like, everybody likes Sam Alvey except for when he fights. Yeah. And like, I mean, like, the prob- like, crew, like everything about Sam Alvey is like cool, like his fr- freaking weird w- uh, thing about like always being happy. Yeah, Sam Alvey's like, a great highlight reel fighter. Like if I, you watch his hi- like a YouTube reel of him, he's amazing. But like those, oh boy. Like the fact that he fights like six times a year, the fact that his wife is like won the eleventh season of America's Top Model and is now his head coach. Yeah, and like, she gets really solid corner advice. She does. She, <laughs> there's a guy who managed a few cha- a champion once who, who might not might be under her in the totem pole. So, you know, you know what I mean. I, I, I enjoyed that. That was a that was, a, that was, a, that was, a, that was one of the best segments I've ever been a part of. Oh, I'm like, oh Jesus! I have to. Are you just gonna book me every time Sam Alvey's got a fight, so I gotta come on? Oh, hey, Sam Alvey does fight like a hundred times. A hundred and fifty times a year. So speaking yeah. of speaking of which, it's kind of ironic that Alvey and Lobov fought like back to back. because they're kind of very Lord. similar in in terms of overachievers who lack kind of that one specific. Alvey has one specific trait, but like just that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm moving my hands like you can see me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to negotiate think, this now. No, no, I think Lobov is like, a, Lobov, another guy who's Artem Lobov. Um, oh, sorry, were you? Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say he, he's another guy. Like I mentioned earlier, that he's he's good at being tough. I guess you could say he does constantly plot forward for better or worse. Um, not sure what else he does though, but <laughs> okay. So um, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna come to bat for Lobov soon. 
Oh god. No, I, I like I I I I'm pretty sure I know what you're gonna say about Lalov, and I think anybody who's seen him fight would agree. So god. Um, he's tough. Like he he is a testament to how like toughness can carry you very far in this sport. Like absurd amounts of toughness, and he's getting better. Like, yeah. he, he, like he for some way somehow. Well, I know exactly how. You get to hang around with kind of <laughs> And you don't take a fight on six hours notice, you know, yeah, you outside yeah, of your weight class. Yeah. And, like, you get to hang with all the people who Connor brings in to train with him. Like, right. you're, just, you're just bound to pick things up. And, like, yeah. that's, who, that's basically who it is. He's the training partner opponent. Like, he is the benchmark for, like, like not a bench. He's a benchmark for, like, He's like how Roy Nelson was years ago, basically. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, where you know what you're going to get. You know it's... You know what's coming. Can you stop it? Right. And he's gotten better at what he's done. What he's done in the past. Like, he is a better... Like, the Swanson fight... I I don't think we put... Like, I don't think, like, when we talked about it... um, we talked about how like pace intensive that was, and yeah. Lobov was in that fight for like twenty five minutes. Like he was getting beat, and I, but... I, right, yeah, and he gets you to fight his fight, no matter who you are and what your style is. He makes it like these ugly, grueling. Like he got Feely to fight his fight. He got Ishihara to fight his fight. Um, the only guy I can think about, he got Swanson to engage with him on on a number of occasions. The only guy I think he didn't was Alex White. And uh, Ryan Hall. Yeah, but Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall was a tough fight, so you kind of be a little. No, 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 no that makes that. sense. Yeah, but like, so, yeah, like he's just one of those guys. He's he's heavily motivated. He's always in shape. He has an idea of what he does well. He eventually gets you to to fight his kind of fight. He gets hurt. He gets up. You know, he's a fighter who you can. He's an admirable kind of fighter. Like he is a matchmaker's dream. Yeah. Like it. it, it, it if you have a prospect and you want to see where they're at, this is the guy, type of guy you match him with. Which is why I really like this fight with Feely. Like, but we is, I think it's fair to say certain traits Golbov has have troubled Feely in the past. Yeah. Like combination counter punchers, which is basically Golbov's whole jam, have given Feely tons of trouble. They tend to be long. They have tend to been a little bit longer. Like guys like um. Alvin Qatar. Qatar. Holloway, obviously. Holloway. Um, yeah, yeah, Rodriguez, but that's a little different. Yeah. Like, th- they're guys who don't give Feely his range and his space, like his pace and everything like that. And Feely did a really good job adapting here. Like, I thought so as well. And apparently he was hurt as well, so. And that makes it yeah, his, he had an arm in a sling after the fight yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He didn't break it, but yeah, something's wrong with it. He he walked Lobov into punches. Um, when he got tired and like Lobov started landing, he walked him into takedowns. Like he took a hell of an uppercut from from yeah. Lobov. What yeah. a chip. So, like I gotta say that for both of them. That is one thing. The Lobov does have a pretty mean. Oh like, yeah. he can eat some hits, man. Like. He, he can eat a shot like it's nothing. We're talking about a guy who, like you, like Joey said, like he moved up to like welterweight to accept fights. And he's only been knocked out once. He's accepted fights on like six hours notice. This is like such a drastic contrast in emotions between 
Alvi Amiv <laughs> and this like this was a fight that you even if it was because you know you're gonna have those MMA fans who are like oh there's nothing technical like there was some really good stuff in here from both guys and it was an exciting fight fought at a good pace I don't necessarily know if I like the shenanigans kind of going around the fight you know what I mean like I don't think that was great oh let's do, oh, we forgot I for, we well we have two mentions of shenanigans I guess oh okay I oh all right go we ahead. forgot we um sometimes I don't get how just a pre thing. I don't get how I even missed all of these shenanigans. Like, was this happening while the fight was going on? Because I one, must have been completely the, blanked out. The one, the first one was. Yeah, and the that's first the one, one where um, Mark Goddard. He's not taking this shit. Yeah, he stops the fight in like the second round. I think it is. Yeah. He goes over to the side of the cage and tells Conor McGregor to shut up and sit down and to act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It had to have been the second round because the camera in the third round was on Connor with like his hands together, like I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I, like, yeah, Mark Goddard is not taking any shit. Like, what are you, what are you doing over there? Like, the funny part is, like, as soon as Goddard turns around and restarted the round, Connor went right back. Right back and, to it. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and then some old security guard had to like walk him back to his seat. The same guy was it? The same guy who had to control Mike fucking Perry? Who thought that was a good uh, assignment for this poor? <laughs> lad <laughs> oh my god i don't know if he had mike or if he had daniel till and he didn't really have daniel till because till climbed the cage yeah uh but yeah like connor was a little out of control i think it's worth noting because there's going to be a lot of talk about connor mcgregor's comments i think it is worth noting he showed up with a drink in his hand so he yeah. may have been a little i mean he was almost like dude like anytime i see connor i assume he's been drinking yeah Espe like especially when he does have camp like, this is a man who showed up to his own press conference, like, post-fight presser drunk. Drunk, yeah. Off, like, $20,000 vodka or something. The one against Seaver, I think, is the most notorious one. He was he was feeling pretty good. But just because I, like, we're going to have to discuss the comment, I figured. But just, you know, maybe he wasn't. He wasn't in the right state of mind. I don't want to say that he was drunk, but he did show up, like, when I when the camera came right on him, he had a drink. So, he, you know, maybe feeling a little... He was plastered. It's, it's I mean, true. the man just made a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I feel confident I, saying he was probably plastered. Not excusing I, 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 him, but no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I just, I didn't want to excuse it. Just, you know, he may have, he may have had. I, he came in with a drink from what I saw. Yeah, I'm just saying, if I had made just made a hundred million thousand dollars or a hundred million dollars or whatever the fuck he made, I, I'd be plastered twenty four seven too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, he's earned it. <laughs> I guess, but I guess um, I, I guess we can get to the post fight. Well, hold on. But I guess before, real quick, uh, I don't even really know if I even commented. I just listened to y'all, and I just kept. <laughs> I just. <laughs> no, not that I have much even to even no, add, you but it. you had a six-minute six prepared speech on Artem Lobov. You were the first one to go, were you? Oh yeah, I did. I kind of forgot. I got lost. Somebody in the, had a speech in, in the on. The somebody was very eloquent about Artem Lobov. Whoever, whoever it was. It wasn't me because I, I I don't do eloquent. Uh, well, I'll just say go ahead, go ahead. just two two things I, I picked up on this. Um, I feel like Lobov could just do a world of better if he just had a bit more head movement. Like I just feel like he eats a lot of well when you have a chin made of iron, you I guess you can just kind of get away with it. But no you neck. know chins ch chins eventually fade. Yes. And that's not a style you probably want to keep going, but he'll he'll probably keep doing it. I doubt he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's probably going to change that. Right. He'll just plot forward and throw bombs and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I thought it was good by Philly that while he got walked down, he worked angles. He didn't fight in a straight line. He didn't allow himself to get caught in too many bad spots. I mean, he ate some shots, but, you know, he, he fought the, the, the smart fight to win. So. Yes. 
Just wanted to give him some props. I, now we can get to Connor. And I, I, his... I still don't know. Like, just to piggyback off what you said about Feely, I still don't have a feel for this guy, ironic uh, name aside. Like, I don't know if he's... He came into the UFC as kind of the big team alpha male prodigy, and, like, I still have no idea what he really... Uh, uh, I don't get that from him. Like, I... I, uh, I get a guy like this. There's definitely some talent there, but, like, there's nothing to me that says, you know, he's gonna like hit that like next level uh, but he's eight, I don't know. He's eight years into his career at this point like yeah I, no i didn't mean to imply that he was still like like i just he's just one of those fighters that i don't have a good read on i don't know if he's i don't know if this is his ceiling i don't know if this is like where he's if, and what is his ceiling is it consistently outside the top 15 is it you know i, don't I know. could see him maybe maybe crack the top 15 but he probably honestly i think would be like toward that bottom end but like, I think I he's going to be a guy him. who bounces in and out the bottom, like, five. Right, right. Like, he's going to be in that 11 to 15 spot some months, and then, like, he's going to, like, lose to, like, your Calvin Guitars. And then, then then he'll go back and, like, find somebody else to beat, like a Hakron Diaz or something. Yeah, like, that's that's such a swing of, like, opponents and performances. He was so great against Hakron Diaz. Against Calvin Guitar, all respect to Calvin Guitar, he's not, like, on paper, who gave him a chance? Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't like he dominated feel like he did things to beat Feely, but I just kept waiting for Feely to like explode or do like it just never came. Like I, the team alpha male strikers and like I exclude Cody Garbrandt from this because he is he uh, he obviously started boxing way way back when he was a younger kid. Yeah, like I, I'm oh I'm always hesitant when like a large part of your game and you're out of team alpha male isn't based solely around like wrestling and scrambling and like submission right. fighting because like especially after um bang left like I, I don't trust them to build well-rounded strikers which was the your which was your complaint about pvz page van zandt yeah you, you didn't trust them to multi game and there you go like, they're going to teach you some things that you can do with your skills. Like, if you're explosive and you're short, they're going to teach you that overhand right that they all yeah. do. But they're, they're, they're not going to make you into a pressure fighter or a range fighter or blah, blah, blah. They're going to make you into somebody who can get your grappling working and yeah. mix it up. And that's just not feel, That's not what Philly wants to do. He wants to strike. So, I don't know. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm trying Solid to... Solid win. None of us. So, I guess, I guess I went to Connor's world of uh, it, shenanigans. It, it would be nice if we could go a week without bringing up Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, that's all they want to hear, dude. Uh, I mean, like, if you're going... Like, if the... Like, because he's constantly brought up, like, during UFC programming... For obvious reasons. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get what you're meaning. I get they could at least use that to propel some of their other fights. Like, Don't I, disagree at all. Ferguson Lee might have sold the touch better if it had said winner faces Connor. Speaking of using his name, just a quick side note. This happened a while ago, but when I saw it, it was so messed up. So Dustin Poirier was going to... I don't know if he did the interview... But like oh. he was about to, you, you know what I'm talking about. He was about to get interviewed by I can't remember the publication, ESPN. and they, it was ESPN. Yeah. 
Conor and they Conor. announced him, you're right, as former Conor McGregor opponent. And I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> that's what. Wait. That's so just. They sit down at the negotiating table to talk about this fucking TV deal. I hope they bring Dustin in there. Just like, to get a little bored. <laughs> that's like the most. And it's not like, I can see if Dustin was like some bottom feeder, like, you know. It, but like. It, it's du- so he's legit, man. Like, Dustin is a beast. You can't just... It's so weird. It's so weird how MMA... Like, I... Dustin Poirier is an amazing fighter. He's a great fighter. And I feel like if this was 2011, 2012, 2013, he would have gotten more respect after beating Connor. But MMA has changed in a weird kind of sense where it's like, now he is just Conor McGregor's opponent. Alvarez right. versus Conor... I had a few casual fans with me during UFC 2... Was it 11 that they did Alvarez and Poirier? And it was like, every comment was like about how Conor McGregor beat both guys. And I'm like, well, they're still great fighters. Like, nah, like, Conor already beat these guys. Why do I want to watch this fight? And I'm like, because it's a fucking great fight. Pay attention. And it's like, oh, at the end of it, they won them over. But it's weird how MMA, and this is MMA fans, not just casual fans, who's like, well, he lost to Conor, so he can't be that great. It's like, give him a fucking, like... Like, how dipshit is that? Especially considering, like... Aldo is still Connor's best win. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird how, like, with and all of the greats, like, Cormier will never get the credit because he didn't beat Jones. It's like, oh, the guy who John Jones beat twice is going to fight for the title. Like, I didn't waste the point. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I, I don't understand where things changed. When I got into the sport, it was like, if you lost, it didn't matter, kind of. Like, it mattered, but it didn't define the rest of your career. So it's weird how, like, as the stars got bigger and the money got bigger... There was like a disconnect between who matters and who doesn't in the eyes of the public. Yeah, I don't know. I think people are trying to use MMA math and that way. And if I've learned anything watching MMA, MMA math does not matter. It doesn't work. No, it's, it never it's, works. It's, a diff- <laughs> it's just about a different fighter every time. Yeah. The fighter is different every time. So who wants to climb this McGregor mountain? Um, well, I didn't even see this until 20 minutes before we started recording. So. <laughs> Yeah, this flew over my ear when it happened. So, Didn't even um, okay, so let's just rip the bandage off. Um, was it? Oh God, I, I only remember if I watched the clip. I just saw that somebody posted it. Um, so was it backstage? Yeah, after, after the, the fight. fight. Yeah. So backstage after the fight. Uh, it, and this was first tweeted out by the UFC social media team, and then Good promptly job, deleted. Somebody does not like Connor in that because they do that. They do shit like that a lot with him. He does not have a fan in the. Uh, remember the poster where they didn't put his title on? Like they, there's somebody in their marketing department or whatever who got a problem with him. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, I could, I, I could see it. They make him. They, whenever he fights, they have to do extra work. So, and I'm sure he's not. Maybe. Well, I, I can't. Speak uh, to the, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, he's probably a dick. Well, I wouldn't. I just you know he's a star and stars have to be treated a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um after after the fight backstage, Connor um was caught on camera calling Andre Feely well, I am not gonna say the word, but like uh, uh, The un uh, the unaccepted F word. The unaccepted F word. Not the one with four letters. The yeah. the, the gay slur. Yeah. Um no less than three times. I heard it at least twice. Yeah. So that's a thing that happened. A week after, or a few weeks after, Fabrizio Verdum 
was forced to um like uh with the lg he's forced to reach out to the lgbt community in las vegas yeah in las vegas um will the ufc do anything about this no No. not at all no 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 but it's you know it's um not to uh, can we just be better like uh, no no like Conor McGregor, when, when gay marriage in Ireland came up, Conor McGregor very eloquently, in his own way, talked about supporting gay marriage. And so it's like, I don't think he's homophobic or that he has anything, but it's just like, can we retire that word as like an insult? It doesn't, it's just like, we should be a little better. MMA, if it ever wants to reach a certain point, has to be better. Our fans have to be better because I see a lot of people who are like, oh, it's just a, what's so PC, it's just a word. It's really not to those people. So why would you... I want the sport to grow. I want everybody to feel like they, they're involved and, and they have somebody, or they have something that they care about. So it's like, eh, you know, I, it's insulting an audience potentially that you can have, but most of all, it's just tacky. It looks bad to people who don't follow the sport. Yeah. And it, it, it makes the sport look shitty as a whole. It, it happens so often. Yeah. Um, you know, Cerrone a couple years ago. You remember that? Yeah. Um, Michael Bisbing. Two Bisbing. Bisping's credit, not to not to defend my favorite fighter of all time, Michael Bisping, but to Bisping's credit, he said it and then like almost immediately apologized. So he kind of knew, like, and and like Connor may have he may have just been trying to he's trying to console a teammate, but there are so many other words you could have used in that situation, you know, and you try to give him a pass because he was drinking and enjoying the show and like, like I don't think Connor is homophobic, I don't think so, either. but. Still, yeah, you got to do better. You got to do better. You you have to do better. Like, you're the face of the sport, man. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, this is the same dude. Oh boy. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, let's just say, Connor might not be a racist, but this is a this is the same dude who said he was going to ride down into Brazil. Brazil and. And kill everybody in the favela that he couldn't put to work or something like that. Like I mean, all, all you need to all you need to know. Again, I don't think he's a racist either. I think the problem with him is when he hypes a fight, he has no filter. We're talking about the same guy who. It would have been so easy for him to have just said, "Look, I, you know, I, I'm not aware of the connotation of that word that I used with Floyd. I think he called him like boy or son. You know, I'm not familiar with it or." Instead, he came out in the middle of his press conference and was like, I'm half black. And then <laughs> half black and then shouted out all the fine black women. Like, dude, you're going to be a dad, you know? You got to gotta be a little yeah, careful he... what you're saying. Well, he is a dad now. But, like, just, I don't, I, the, and the downside to this is he's not really hyping a fight. So it's, it's even worse. Like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, better choice of words. Oh, yeah. And also, like, who... I don't even know people like in my personal life who even say that. Like, are you back in the day? You know, you're young. You didn't know any better. You said whatever. For, I don't know yeah. anybody I know now who even like still says that. Like, uh, even as an insult. Like, so I, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, conservative older, like <laughs> mid thirties, <laughs> black dudes, and um, edgy white teens. <laughs> had you had you had you not said black dudes, I have to admit, I totally thought you were gonna do a wraparound and be like, 
you know, older, 30s, conservative white guys. You know, the U.S. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. No, no, no. I thought that's where you were going. I, I, think like, I, I, mean, I don't mean conservative, like, politically. I mean, like, socially. Like, like dudes like... Oh, okay. I understand. Like, yeah, like, I like, just, you know... Like, I'm like, just... I, 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 I don't want to say I'm disappointed. I think Connor would be disappointed in himself for saying it. Like, I, I think that he probably knows he made a mistake, you know. Although, like, he's not one to back down when he although there was that one time he called dennis siever a nazi and deleted it so maybe he does understand yeah i just not to get on another side tangent i was, I was also wondering too that like and not to give him a pass but like I, i'm obviously i'm not from ireland i don't know what goes on over there okay but okay, i'm wondering like is their culture just different like they probably then like i said not to give a pass but like maybe they're not as maybe i don't know Maybe like that stuff. I don't want to say it flies over there, but maybe people don't. I guess get up in arms. I'm like maybe it's not a big a deal over there. So he maybe, maybe just but feels he makes like his money. He can... he lives yeah, in that is true. <laughs> he lives yeah, in Las so Vegas. He, yeah. You've you've made that. You know, like yeah, you got to do. And better. even then, like I don't think that's well. Like you said, it's not pass. It's like yeah, right. No, I understand. But it just seems like he's really like comfortable with it. Yeah, almost like too comfortable. It's like uh, you, you kind of the problem that I like I don't. Yeah, I don't want to put any labels on you, but you're you're walking the line. Like I understand what you're saying. When I was in Scotland, I heard the c word more times in five days than I had in 24 years of living in living here. So I get what you mean. The c word. Now I'm trying to four letters. Four letters. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying like cracker. I was gonna be like. Were they looking at you? Or were they looking past you? Or you know, no, like I just the face of the sport, man. That's all I can say is like he's the face. He's the face of this sport. He's the guy who moves the money. He's the face of combat sports. Yeah, sure. with Floyd gone, it's like you gotta just a little, little <laughs> more. He was in the moment, but like, why is that the automatic word for like? Because you always hear like people say, "Well, I didn't mean to say it like like against gay people." I just meant he fought like a like a bitch. Like that's much better. It's just I don't understand why we got it. Why people, especially someone like him, would would run that risk, which is why maybe he was a little. Well, uh, that whole defense is just like I hate he, it too. Cerrone, Cerrone kind of Cerrone's fans. Well, just like not even in just like combat sports, like heated yeah. gaming moment. Like what the hell? Yeah. I'm not, like I'm not. Yeah, that shouldn't be your go-to insult. Yeah. If that's your go-to, that tells me some things about you. Yeah. yeah. Like. You need but, to yeah. open your worldview and meet some people who are a little different than you. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, man. Calm down, Irish man. Calm oh. down. <laughs> so, so, make us get Tony. Right. We only have. We still have three fights left. I just realized this. You, yeah, yeah, but like, what do what do you want to talk about those three fights? Um, um I didn't see, uh, I didn't be, see Alves. So, ask Wally me. Alvarez. You didn't miss beats. anything. Next fight. Salim Tohari by decision, and I don't really have much else. Yeah, I didn't watch it, so I oh, can't okay. say uh, You didn't miss much. <laughs> Warley Alves, well, well, Warley Alves looked really good in spurts. He was more patient. He was more composed, but that flew in the face of what he had apparently told Dan Hardy, which was that he wanted to be very aggressive. He wanted to get back to being exciting, but he was really composed, which is fine, but it was like uh, Salim Tohari came in on short notice. He really didn't do much. It was It, it, was, it was 15 minutes. Uh, well, yeah, you're on a two fight yeah, losing streak. The highlight, the highlight yeah. was Conor McGregor showing up with a drink in his hand to sit in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I heard that because I was listening to it while I was at work. 
I'm like, why are they cheering? Because I'm walking in. <laughs> oh, Warley probably thought he did some awesome move. No, they were, turn they were in the clinch. It felt like they were in the clinch for three years. Uh-huh. And the crowd is, there's a Polish guy, he's very popular in the area. The crowd wanted to cheer for him. They were rooting his name consistently throughout the fight, but it was like, what are you rooting for at some point? He just never, <laughs> never got going. Uh, uh, actually, I did watch these next two. Oh, uh, oh Aspen, yeah. Okay, I take it back. I apologize to Aspen Ladd. Yeah, so, Aspen Ladd and Lena Landsberg. Uh, second. I thought Lena started off pretty good. So, it was really weird because I, I actually kind of paid attention to what Hardy was saying. By the way, Hardy, uh, pretty really good at that color. Like, he's I, I, he's really good. But I, I, if I may go on a short tangent, can we stop with every single fighter? who's taking a deep breath is suddenly tiring. Yeah. That's an MMA-related problem, but, like, Josh <laughs> Emmett has beaten the shit out of Felipe Arantz. And Hardy's like, oh, I took a breath, he's tired now. It's like, relax, dude. He, just, <laughs> he wants to get some energy before he starts punching him again. Like, dude, fighters... Joe Rogan's, like, when Cruz fights and Joe Rogan sees him open his mouth, it's like, oh, God, he's got to be tired. Like, come on, man, he's fine. He does it all the time. Yeah, just pay, pay attention to what they do, not... Their yeah, breath, their breathing patterns yeah. or whatever. But I, I thought it was really weird. Um, he mentioned like early on, like I think right before the fight started, that like Lad told, like Lad told, um, he thought Lad was going to go to the clinch because that's where she fights the best. Like that's I don't know. who the, thought that was a good idea. Like that's the only place in this fight Landsberg to the chance of winning. Yeah, I I thought I thought it was a horrible first round for Lad, and then she did her Ta- thing. Yeah, like, um, she is not, a, like, even in Invicta, she wasn't a very strong um, clinch fighter. She was, her best position is, like, on top, on the ground, throwing ground and pound. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean. She's a bit of a volume she, kickboxer. She's, like, she's pretty good at that. Not great. She's str- she's strong. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but she's not a, so- she's not a good technical clinch fighter. Like, Landsberg is... Exclusively a clinch fighter. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Lad throws ground and pound with much conviction. I'll say that. You can hear you can hear it when she screams. <laughs> yes, yes. She she <laughs> three hundred Sparta screams every punch. Like <laughs> all, all I, it all worked I wrote, because it, yeah. it stopped. It got the ref to stop the yeah. fight early, but all I wrote was fantastic adjustments for Aspen Lad and one thirty five really needs somebody. Please don't make her fight like, I don't know. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying just like I wasn't wowed or impressed. Like, man, she's really gonna because this division is begging for some help. And it's empty. Like, yeah, it, and it, it's empty. It's empty and out quicker. It, it, yeah, especially when one twenty-five starts. Twenty-five legs. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna leave. <laughs> but yeah, cause, like, like there, there's no reason for as like because I can see like Sean Shelby or the UFC brass or whoever the hell makes fights nowadays. Seeing light for the women. Would it be Maynard or Shelby? Oh God, I I think it's Shelby for the women, and I think actually what might have happened is I think Shelby took Silva's place and Maynard took Shelby's place, so that would mean that Maynard is the guy who. Well, the thing I can see that I can see. Um, Lad getting a quick win here and there, be like, let's throw her in with Leslie Smith. Wow, that's one of the. That was actually who I <laughs> thought you were gonna. Or Sarah McMahon. Like, oh, just put her against Sarah right. McMahon. Yeah, like, she, she, she beat a person. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like, 
we don't need Tanya that. Ettinger's not doing anything. Like, mm. yeah, six fights into her pro career. Yeah, protect your assets. That's all you have. Like, protect. You don't have a whole lot of fighters at one thirty-five who are new and kind of fun to watch. You know, you have Caitlin Vieira, and that's pretty much it. So, like, what are you gonna? You know, like, what are you? What are you gonna do with Lad before you start? Before you screw that up? Because she's one of your only younger fighters you can get a little excited about. Yeah, like throw her in there with um, I don't know, Morass. One of the women coming off a loss. That division is full of. I'm not gonna say it. That division is full of fighters who are average. I was going to say, like, BC fighters. That division's full of fighters who are about average. Don't put her up against one of the above-average fighters. Don't put her up against McMahon, Rocky Pennington. Avoid that fight. Avoid, um... Like, just give her two solid years of average fights. Yeah, don't give her Chukagian, although I think Chukagian might be dropping. I was going to say this division is, like, the women's version of 205. Almost. It is now, I mean... <laughs> like, <laughs> And it, it dropped off so fast, too. Like, it, it shot up, and then, like... Ronda got head kicked off the planet, and then that wasn't a thing anymore. And then Misha retired, and Holly's slumping. Yeah, and it sucks because like Nunez is like such a beast, but uh, yeah, it, it yeah, there are not a lot of bodies, man. Like, yeah, they're really not. And Nunez isn't the sort of personnel. Like, I thought she had a chance after she beat Rousey. To kind of take the Rousey fan base, maybe a little bit, just a little bit, not enough, but just a little bit to be a bigger star. And it was like after the Rousey fight, all she did was bury Ronda Rousey. And like, you're not going to win her fans that way. And I think it ultimately showed. And then she had the weight fiasco, which kind of further dampened her. And then the UFC was like, well, you're six feet in. We might as well make you eight feet into the hole. And they (laughs) (laughs) buried her a little bit more. So it's like, she's not the kind of draw that's going to. You may be looking at a 135 as like a co-main weight class from now on. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I I think there's a market for, like, someone like Nunez. But I don't don't think it's a market the UFC can tap. Because, like we said before, the UFC has a certain type of market that that they are good at tapping into. It's like a sports fan market where, like, the, the, the people who, like, buy into a Conor McGregor fight. Yeah. That, that's the UFC's market. That's There's their demographic. 40, like, 50% sports fans and 40, 50% lapsed wrestling fans. Yeah. And, like, someone like Nunez, who is, like, a successful immigrant story, who is, like, the UFC's first openly, like, uh, LGBT champion. Right. Like, the, there is something there, but it's not something the UFC is going to pour recess, resources into. So. Hard to do, and it's hard to do every month when it's hard to do when every month you have a different fighter saying things about that potential market that might want to get into the sport. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So this division needs help or kill it. Move. No, don't kill, kill it. Kill it and don't tell them. It. Well, I'm saying you could tell it, if you can't find people, you're gonna have to split them to 145. Try to get some to 125. Like there's no. They gotta develop it, or the, develop it, or let it go. Because otherwise, what what's doing on like, the shows? Like, it, with the new deal coming up, my hope is, and this is literally just a shot in the dark. They revamp tough because you know that's not going away. Like, no, they're gonna keep that around. Yeah, they're going to revamp tough, 
uh, like my hope is they revamp tough and it, they literally just sign like 16 women out, out of like different combat sports like are you just fucking pay- kidding me a lot I, of guys. Oh. <laughs> no god no, it's nothing it's nothing related to you guys oh god how do i send this link have you seen this gamrod norman park thing uh i saw that and then no contest what happened uh i got a god how can i send it jesus this is awful go to speaking of which our, our i don't know if he's a buddy grabaka hitman has a gif of gamrod's corner man landing a clean left on norman park after the fight right on <laughs> what i'm serious go look go 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 what is with cornermen this year? Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, like this year, cornermen have been trying to steal the Nobody's time. Nobody's going like... to top, God, what fighter, the Puerto Rican fighter, God, what is his name? Oh, he was one of my favorite. Jesus, he fought. Cornermen have been He fought Salido twice, lost to him twice. Oh, God, what is his name? Juan, Ma- Juan Manuel Lopez? When him and the cornerman were just going at it for like a good 15 seconds, this amazing exchange. Do you remember that? I have to see though. Oh god, where's the one? <laughs> You're right. I thought. Oh my god. Hold up. Hold on. Can we can we get this in the? Oh my god. Yeah, figure out this. Dude, that's I'm a caveman. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, he's. Juan Ma Lopez versus the Cornerman is a fact. Is in fact on YouTube. There we go. We got Cornerman gone wild. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god, he, 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 he freaking like, that's just a clean hook. That was for, uh, that was for Reza Madadi. For when, uh, Norman Park made fun of Reza. He came, came to, he got a, he has a Polish defender. There we go. I miss you, Reza Madadi. How did we get here? How do we? How, <laughs> how do we get anywhere? How do we get? How do we get here from? By the this show is supposed Keep to be music like an hour long. We're heading on three hours of, well, Sam Alvey and Reza Madadi and the first hour of it was us just talking off. Yeah. Oh, oh, whoa! Hold up! I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching the Manuel Lopez and yeah, the cornerman. <laughs> he landed some good shots. Yeah, he took a he took a. Cl- He's hold on, hold on. He landed the first shot and he literally staggered him. Yeah, like the in Juan Manuel Lopez's defense, he just fought like eight rounds. That is true. Tired. Oh man. Cornerman took a few good shots too, man. That guy's got. But he was he was game though. He was game. You gotta be cornerman, man. (laughs) Nobody safe. What's up? Who was the Flint boxer from earlier this year? Oh, Andre Durrell. Durrell. His uncle just. Oh yeah, <laughs> that what I did. <laughs> and there was the guy from Glory. The, the, the no, there were crowd members from Glory who just You're from Glory. Yeah, who came in? I can't remember the fight. Oh, oh man, I bet Buddy Hari was involved in that somehow. I don't know how, but he's. <laughs> we need a corner man. Ma- we need a corner man main event or co-main event. For real. You, you know what, Bellator? That's your next thing. Like you guys, you you guys specialize in freak fights. God. Get some get some corner man going. Who's you know, a, in the absence Edmund, of Ken Edmund Shamrock against, and you can do Edmund against Norman Stone, John Reese's old cornerman. You remember that guy? I forgot about Edmund. He he ran up to Galata like he was gonna he was gonna go throw down with him, and then he's trying to fight Galata's cornerman, and they kick him out, and he's just like, I didn't even do anything. I didn't. Mm-hmm. For like ever since we're Doom kicked Edmund, I haven't seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> like he kicked him out of life. <laughs> was, he in, was he in Brown's corner when he lost to Atlantic? 
Probably. Ooh, that fight. No, I, no, oh, no, there no, was no, one more fight on this card to... I, I remember. I feel like I saw Edmund. Edmund was cornering for a, a, a Tuesday Night Contender thing. He was cornering... God, what is my life that I remember this? He was cornering, I think, Alfred Kazakian. Kazakian, who, who got KO'd by Tan Lee. Wow. Like, I, I hope point, that's a wow for how sad it is that I remember. Like, at this point, <laughs> if you're, with, you're still with Edmund, like, you're just a masochist. Like, yeah, you I don't know what's... I feel. How does he still make money? How does how he, he doesn't? Still... He's bankrupt. Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say, who who is willingly walking into that gym? Like, hey, I want to get you know. Ronda was there. That's why. Like, I I don't understand. Like he like he's not charismatic, like at all. Dude, he's got a mural with him and Muhammad Ali. If I was a newbie, or if I was a decent fighter. Well, hold on, no, I can't say he's not charismatic because when Ronda was getting ate alive by uh, Nunez, he was doing some screaming. There was a lot of yelling going on in that corner. I think it was the Koscheck fight where they asked Jake Ellenberger like what he had learned from, like what the training was like, and Ellenberger had like basically no idea. <laughs> I can't remember what the quote was, but he was just like, hey, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, man. But real quick, because there's one more fight we didn't oh, mention. Oh, and it's a good fight, uh, too. I feel bad. I apologize to Josh. Yeah. Josh Emmett uh, dropped Felipe Arantes like four times or something crazy. Um, and Emmett came down from lightweight, right? I believe. Emmett came down from lightweight and Arantes went up. Yeah. And uh, Emmett definitely brought that lightweight power down because he kept... He repeatedly dropped Felipe, like repeatedly. He he looked pretty good, but yeah, I, I remember saying that. Like you mentioned, um, like somewhere in like the second round, they like, oh, Emmett's tired because he's breathing really hard. It's like, well, maybe he just landed with, eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that like at he, the end of the first round, I'm like, dude, he's fine. Relax. I'm like, and even if he is tired, I mean, he just landed like eighty punches straight. Yeah. I mean, I think he's deserved a bit to catch his wind, and you know, that was a tense seventh yeah. round. Yeah, right. It was. I'm surprised clearly. it wasn't stopped because there's a punch. There's a punch that lands, and the only thing that keeps Arantes up is the cage, and he's not defending for a second. He's like stumbled into it, and Emmett's laying it on him, and I was just like, "You could stop this whenever you want, buddy." Like, man. <laughs> yeah, Emmett. Emmett looked really good though. He 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 looked really good. He looked Ooh. aggressive for once. Not for once. He looked aggressive. He looked strong. And I want to give a little shout out to Arantes' corner who made a great adjustment. That just didn't work. They kept going back to the knee, the step-in knee, the jumping knee. Because Emmett was putting his head a little lower, a little lower, a little lower. And if you time it just right, and he did hit him one time and knocked his head back. But power wasn't there. Emmett's a bigger, stronger guy. But they made a good adjustment there, so they do deserve a little respect. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, Hardy, what do you... Yeah, no. Let the man breathe. <laughs> Seriously. Let, and let, Joe Rogan, not yeah, every let... leg kick is going to cripple a fucking guy. <laughs> oh, he got kicked in the leg. Got kicked in the leg, Mike. That's got you, two more of those. He's not gonna be going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Took thirty leg kicks. He's still he's fine, dude. Not everybody's Barbosa. <laughs> oh man, Logan would have been card. losing his. He would have been losing his mind during Till. Because <laughs> Till kept getting leg kicks. He was like, oh, fuck, I'm done now. <laughs> little oh leg. man. Do we got any final thoughts on this bad boy? Um, Darren Till's the man. Darren Till's the man. European MMA has come a long way. Um, Can you really say that on the same weekend where Puds just sold like 40,000 tickets? Yes. 
It's all right. It's okay. You want to know why? Because because Kimbo Slice last fight outdrew anything the UFC has done on Fox in a long ass time. It's a good point. May, may he rest in peace. Yeah, may he rest in peace. We have a very strange Definitely. MMA audience. Dude. Boxing audience wouldn't take this shit. Shane Mosley was fighting on FS1. Yeah. He was fighting on FS2. No, he was fighting on like uh, like CBS.net dot slash like Cupid or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> MMA, if Shane Mosley, if a Shane Mosley type fighter headlines, Vitor Belfort. He's got a headline against Uriah Hall. We got to get. None of Kimbo's fight, like boxing matches, which he had seven of, were on TV. MMA is a weird audience, man. Weird audience. We we're, love we're, the weird people. Dude. Like, going back, uh, I listened to the JBS, like, it wasn't this week, I think it was last week, where they were, like, going over, like, the beginning of Pride. Oh, yeah, I should have listened to that. Yeah, no, it was, like, their 20th anniversary of their first event. Right. And just listening to how they put the whole event together, it's just, like, no wonder we love freak shows so much. I mean, I missed the Pride era, I got into the UFC era, but even then, I mean... The first season of Tough that I watched in full, pretty sure I had a guy, how do I put it, ejaculating on another man's food. And somehow I still watched. So I, somehow I still watch the sport. Like it's, it, it, I don't think I watched that season. You didn't man. see the one? You didn't see Mir Noguera? No, the last Tough I remember watching was... Do not make me Google Mir Noguera. I don't want that in my browser history. No, yeah, yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. I think the last tough I watched was whatever one uh, Michael Johnson was on. That was 12? Or 11? That's the, or yeah. something like that? That's the Why last not? one I remember watching. It's 12. It's 12. It had Brookins. Yeah, that's the last one I remember Kyle watching. Kyle Kingsbury. Why didn't oh. I Google that? <laughs> he was the one. <laughs> I, I'm about facts. You know what I mean? Jeff Evans oh, was digging in Barry Bonds' garbage. I can Google sushi jizz. God. Kyle, why did you do that, Kyle? Because ratings. and uh, Yeah, but I'm like, uh, it's weird. Like He got, I was, got him a job. I was thinking about this. A while ago, somebody had gotten in touch with the Anti-Cool and was like, or the Anti-Cool jumped into a conversation with like a boxing fan who was like, there's not enough boxing on. And I'm like, MMA fans, they're just like, there, it's so polar opposite in that if you put on a fight in from Taipei and put it on at like SNY at 1 a.m., there's going to be at least two or three boxing fans staying up to watch the Taipei fighter, like to watch that boxing event. You could put on the best MMA event possible, but if it came the week before an MMA event, there's going to be an audience that's just like, oh, we just saw one. So it's like yeah. so weird how that divide is, you know. It's My, Yeah, it, it well, really is weird, like. Well, we have we have a card every week, <laughs> starting this week. Next, yeah, I just, yeah. I just, we don't have a card every week. We have a like, four or five cards every weekend. Yeah, like there is literally yeah. like if you're a combat sports fan, like if you follow boxing or kickboxing as well as MMA, there's literally something for you every week. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the sport that there's no off season, so I could understand getting burnt out. But it's like boxing fans are just like, I was up on Thursday watching like a Golden Boy Promotions. Like ESPN two card from with like seven people in the audience and it had Glenn Tapia and Gabriel Rosado in the main event. Like that's oh, a problem. Glenn, <laughs> that's a problem. MMA feel... fans will turn their nose up to Ferguson Lee. They don't want to see like they can't. I don't know, man. 
fucking Glenn Tapia. You made me sad. Oh. He's he's like he come he I can literally see his town from like my window to say. <laughs> and just like seeing him lose sucks. That had the best hype package ever. It was like Gabriel Rosado, I believe, is like, you know, Philly fighters are really tough. And then Glenn Tapia's response was like, well, Jersey fighters are pretty tough, too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just this, I, it, was, it was like the happiest My Town's Tougher rivalry in Nevada. <laughs> like, Come on, guys. We're not, at, we're not even close, dude. Why are they, why are they bringing Gabriel Rosa, uh, Rosado and like, Glenn Tapia to Nevada? Like, I don't go, know. I don't know. I, I wonder if it was like, go ahead. Now, Golden Boy, just, like, boxing does, like, weird shit like that, where they'll take, like, why was, um, what was it, Chris Ariola and Errol Spence in New York? Yeah. What was, what was the one that stood out to me? I can't remember. It was, like, God. It was, like, the ultimate Puerto Rico-New York rivalry, and it happened, like, in the middle of nowhere. What was it? I don't remember. There, but, like, but MMA's like that, too. Like, we don't. I'm tired of, like, MMA events in Vegas. They don't, like, for the UFC, when they sit down and do their scheduling next, I hope there's less Vegas. Because I think if you put Lee and Ferguson in a different city, there's more hype. Might... Yeah. Lee's like, from... That in Vegas hasn't adopted the new rules. You guys need to get on the, uh... The, like, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee card where, like, Pettis took the title from yeah. Mendo? Yeah. Like... This like I, I I get that it didn't sell gangbusters or whatever, right? But it was a special moment. Yeah, they like you get those moments. Lee's from, Detroit. Lee's from Detroit. You could have done it in Detroit. You could have done it in Chicago. Ferguson's got Latin American roots a little bit. He could have done a little something something. You know, you could have. In Vegas, it's just another fight on a Saturday night. Try yeah. to like I hope they do try to move them around a little bit. Like I get financially why it makes sense, but oh yeah. But does it but, really make sense if you're drawing 800,000? You know what I mean? You could have drawn 800,000 somewhere else with a bigger house without all of that. I'd, I'd assume it's expensive to run in Vegas. Like, look, I assume they, like, have a deal in place. Maybe. Maybe they have. They probably have a set amount of But still, like, come on, guys. It's, I feel like we've had a lot of good business propositions on this episode. For real. Yeah, so can I wrap up to... the stolen mess? <laughs> we, we need to get in touch with some people. Yeah. And, uh, uh, can we, we talk uh, about how they had the battle for Ohio and fucking Vegas? There it is. There's like, one. I just remembered that. That was stupid. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's got to be an audience. I don't know. Vegas, there must be something going on oh, there what, that we just don't. Name? Terrence Crawford. They had his first pay-per-view in Vegas. Why wasn't he in... Can't the guy go to, like, any Nebraska event and just sell out? Like, what was that about? Dude, like, he's a big deal in Nebraska. Yeah, and they brought him to Vegas. No it's wonder so... his pay-per-view didn't do so well. No wonder, like, it's so hard to find, like, a lo- like local regional scenes around, like... Yeah. They're like... never. There's never going to be another Gotti in New Jersey. They just... Gotti would have fought in Vegas a bunch of times. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Um... So you want me to wrap up this Poland deal? Real, I mean, real quick. Yeah, I think that's uh overall thoughts. Darren Till's the man. That's that's pretty much what I gathered. And Carolina is a a beast. And Nazrat Hakrapas, can keep an eye on him. And Poland's yeah. better. Europe is better. Um, Sam Alvey, please. Uh, <laughs> you know what I really want to know? What's up? Did the UFC go to Poland this weekend because KSW was going to be in Ireland? I bet you. 
if you sat down, what's his name? Who's the guy who runs Ari Emanuel? If you sat him down and said, what is KSW? He would have no idea. Uh, well, I assume it's Dana White's decision. I or... bet you Dana doesn't even know. They, were you? Did you ever hear the thing where he's like, they, uh, SFL had just gotten off the ground and one of the reporters is asking about it and he thought it was like a joke? Like he was <laughs> fucking with him? And then he's like, he says something like, the super fuckhead league? I've never even heard of it. <laughs> Wait, I want to actually, remember, oh my god, Poland. We're talking about like, Remember, before, like it was like a year before the UFC went to Poland, they did ask him about KSW, and he, and he had like no idea Poland had an he MMA. Lives, like, it's like you hear the stories about Vince McMahon. They're like in that bubble nonstop. Like, I yeah. think he's kind of that way. Yeah, because he's just like you're. You know, I can't remember if it was Tyrone Spong who he was really excited about, and then he had like no idea it was his debut fight, like that one World Series of Fighting show. He was just like, oh, he didn't look that yeah. good. It's like his first fight. Who's fighting nobody? Well, it's his first fight, dude. Dana doesn't pay attention to us peasants. <laughs> no, he's got bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Yeah, he's got other he's other Dana things to do. <laughs> other fighters to throw under the After bus. After this and... weekend, he's going to have a phone call he's going to have to handle. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Ah, uh, yeah. What are you going to say to yeah. him? He's the, he's the biggest draw you got. You're going to... Please apologize. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty decent card, top to bottom. Some some bad moments, but we we got rewarded with a a nice main event. Yeah, these events have a low bar to pass, and this one passed it pretty good. So. Yeah, it, it it passed. It, and it's so. the worst UFC show until a long time towards the end of the year. So they're like, you're gonna get good events coming up. So this was just like a thing to hold you over. This is, this, yeah. is, this, 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 this is the preseason before we get to... Uh... I'm never going to live that down, am I? The next time... I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be on here on that Shanghai card. Like, yeah, the preseason event we got. Hey, that I, I'm coming to bat for that Shanghai card. Dude, how much, I don't understand what people are upset about. The budget is probably, like, X. Anderson Silva is probably X+. plus. Well, I imagine it's like that for, like, the Australia card. I, I imagine somebody is giving them money to go to Shanghai. Oh, you hear that? Money mark either, involved? Yes. Like a government mark. Because that, that's, oh. that's what you need to get be successful in China. Like you Look, need I, don't need to hear, I don't want the Chinese government mad at me. Uh, money mark. A, a businessman. Chinese yeah. business gentleman. A fine yeah. lad. I can't afford those problems. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, but, uh, like, like, they're... Just put on entertaining fights in a new market. You have a big star who came in. I don't see like a T Jung. God, what was his name? T like Ken Jong, the uh, Mongolian wolf. Like I don't see any of those guys involved. It seems like a okay card for what I, it is. I, I think the problem. It'll work. I think the problem. Oh, they the can't car- afford those guys. Like, well, <laughs> uh, who, who's the guy who fought War Machine? Um, who came out of China? Guys, Von I, Anderson. Von Anderson. He in an interview before that fight, he was talking about he was making like twenty thousand dollars fighting on like random pop up events in China. I wonder if they try to put Angela Lee under a mask. Could <laughs> <laughs> they pull that off? Hey, I'm all for it. Why not? But I'm like, besides, 
besides, fucking guys, this card is going to start at like 4 a.m. If you're up at 4 a.m. watching this show, that's your problem. You have an issue, not them. If you're up at 4 a.m. to watch the prelims to a Shanghai UFC card, that's you. I mean, I will. Well, I'm going to be up too, but that's like, you know. Isn't that, like... If I'm able to, I will try. I mean, it, it's, it's like a given. <laughs> like, I, this I've is w- why I woke up like, for worse cards. This is why the SFL stays in business, because of sick people like you and I and well, other people. The, the yeah. SFL is quality programming. Somebody has to keep the world spinning. It's a, it's a tough job. Yeah, but, you know, we got to make know. sure that those <laughs> trees that do fall via Bulldog Choker Herd. Yeah. Yes. Somebody has to do it. Well, we're on the front line, so we'll be the first person, first people re- recording KOs and giving play-by-play. So, <laughs> we're that's, like, that's us. Like war correspondents we got... now? <laughs> <laughs> we got this. Very uh, tense I guess... in the Mountain Dew prep point, John. <laughs> I guess before we wrap this up, uh, next card, uh, for whatever it's worth, Leota Machida, Derek Brunson, really good, that'll be a thing. Really good card. The rest of the, uh, the, the, the top two fights kind of look like they could be dull, but like the rest of that card is like heat. Yeah. Rob Font, Pedro uh, Munoz, Trinaldo ooh. Miller, yeah. oh, Lineker, and Marlon Vera. Gotta, gotta oh. plug him because he's, he, he tweeted me and told me a what's up one time. Tiago Mareta fights on this card, so everybody watch that. He fights... Uh, Jack Hermanson. Swedish. Hermanson. Is that Jack Herman? So, yep. Is that Marshman? Yep. No, it's, no, it's, it's uh, Hermanson. Hermanson, is, yeah, he's the big, lanky kind of... Yeah, Marshman's fighting uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. Who put that fight together? So, yeah. that's coming up next... Uh, I think that's next Saturday. Yeah, it's a yeah. good show if, you're, if, yeah. you're, if you like MMA. It's, it's, it's a solid event. The Polish card was, was alright. It was alright for what it was. This card has potential to be really good. Yeah, so that'll be happening, and uh, of course we got Bisming GSP coming up. Oh, yeah. That'll feel like that'll be here quicker than we think it will. Um, but guess to wrap up, parting shots and shoutouts. Um, I only got one. Uh, my parting shot slash shoutout will go to uh, Alex Pereira. Uh, I forgot when this card was. Glory forty six. I know I watched it. I just can't remember where it was. But um, yeah, man, he took it to Simon Marcus. I don't want to say I was surprised he won, but, like, he, he looked really good. And shame on you, ESPN, for having whatever technical difficulties. Because my stream went out, and it wasn't just me. Like, the stream literally cut out from, like, round three <laughs> to, like, round four. So, from the parts that I did see, Pereira looked really good. But ESPN, you guys got to do better, man. You can't have streams cutting out on title fights. Like, that's not... That's not a good look. That happens when I bootleg fights. It's not supposed to happen when I do the right thing and watch it on the network. It <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Jesus. You were doing so well. This was such a positive experience. Speaking of bootlegs, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last, with the, uh, for UFC 216, but I actually paid for that card to support my boy Mighty Mouse. Wow. Yeah. Did the numbers, did the numbers come out? Yeah. Did the numbers come out? Yeah, they for did. What they did? 140,000, something like that. Point being... 140? Like, jeez. The first three fights of that card were damn near unwatchable. Really? Because it kept cutting out. It was like a... It was worse than the stream. Like, when the quality this played, tur- it played. This, this has what? turned into... Parting shots has turned into a shoot. We're like... Right. Them go now. <laughs> I should have saved my Sam Alvey energy for here. Yeah. 
You guys, you guys got to do better with your production value. But <laughs> shout yeah, out to Pereira, though, man. That that dude's paying. that dude's yeah. Especially if you're paying. But Pereira was a beast, man. He 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 looked really good out there. Um, not sure who he gets next if they run this back for a rematch. But yeah, whoever uh, has the task of taking the belt from him, good luck to you. <laughs> and it was an awesome card, actually, all the way through. So if you haven't watched it, uh, Gore Forty Six was awesome. Except for the sad so, part. Oh yeah, don't don't so, watch. Um, yeah, foot. don't watch that fight, which we will not mention. Oh, you mentioned it, so. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, dude, I didn't watch that show. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it, like you're talking above my head. Yeah, great, great card minus yeah. that fight. <laughs> great card minus that fight that we didn't need to see. But yeah, that's that's my my parting shot. Uh, I got a few actually. Shouts to um, new WBA world champion. Uh, Ryota, uh, Ryota Murata, 2012 Olympian from Japan. He becomes only the second middleweight champion in Japanese history. Um, he beat Endam in a fight where it shouldn't have needed to take place because he beat him back in, was it May? But the, for some judge gave it to Endam despite the fact he got knocked down like twice or something like that. Um, Shouts to Raquel Miller, former U.S. national team member who goes to 5-0 and as super, uh, not, uh, super welterweight. She's probably going to end up fighting Carson Shields at one point. They fought as amateurs, and she lost, obviously, but uh, she's been really fun to watch. Uh, and shouts to the last semifinalist in the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Tournament, Murat Gassiev. Uh, I, I'm not sure even when you saw this. Like, did you guys see the KO? I saw what you posted, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, don't think I saw that. Um, Gassiev destroyed this man on a body, uh, uppercut body punch combination that was just sickening. And he did not move for, like, nine seconds. No. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh... But Joe, if you got anything, go ahead. Man, I don't, I don't know how to follow all that up. Uh, uh, first, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Without Him, none of this would be possible. I want to. Th- there we go. I want to thank yeah. my sponsors. <laughs> I want to thank. I want to thank my sponsors: Muscle Farm, uh, Torque. Whoa, Tap whoa, 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 whoa! You, you getting paid? Uh, they're not paying me nothing. So. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Honest to God, first thing I want to say is that you guys like have been doing this and offering me this chance to, to kind of get on here and like I, this is basically like a three hour shit post for me so like you guys have given me the opportunity on multiple occasions and I've always been busy so I really do thank you guys for being patient and for giving me the chance just to kind of spill my whatever knowledge I may have about this I really do appreciate it and uh, so I thank you guys for that yeah, just real quick um, back before what I knew what podcasts were, I listened to you and Alex. Oh wow, sorry. <laughs> no, but like that's the whole. Like now I listen to like thirty a week because I have a desk job and everything. Ah uh, yeah, me too. I don't listen to any podcasts, but yeah. But, but uh, um. But no, like I I really do appreciate you guys for giving me this chance. This is a great show. If you put if you're a first time listener, you're probably not a first time listener, but. If you are, like, always listen to this because it's always really knowledgeable. These guys are great. Um, I'm 
Like I, I wanted to make sure before I left that I put you guys over for, for... First off, this is a lot of shit to do, and you do it consistently. And you guys did put up with me and get me on this, so I do appreciate that. Anything else? Uh... That KO was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I re I just rewinded this for about the third time now. I was looking at um, it. I was looking at it. Like, <laughs> I have a point. To uh, I'm a bit no, concerned just, I, that this. I appreciate you guys. And is there anything I want to? No, just keep listening, and hopefully I'll be back. Apparently, I I didn't ask, but I've already been booked for for New York, so I got the. I got yeah, clear clear your schedule. But, uh, <laughs> I got to clear. I will. I will make sure that I'm good for that. If it's Bisping and GSP and it's bad, you're gonna hear about it. Um. That's it, dude. Just uh, the last thing I guess I could say is support local MMA, support your local boxing scene. You know, there's more than just the UFC. There's more than just HBO, Showtime, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody knows a guy who's into like, you know, what I mean? spread the sport, spread love, be positive, people. So that's about right. it. Everybody knows a fighter. Shout out to my friend Scott Noble. Yeah, everybody knows a dude who's not fighting on the, you know, in the UFC or on Golden Boy Promotions. That's making. Everybody knows a ticket seller. Put it that way. That's it. And unless you guys got something you want to add. Nah. Oh, quick mention. Jamel Charlo, that KO. Um, oh, yeah. he Watch that. Because yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. that happened. We, we didn't get a chance to talk about that. But, oh, um, I forgot all about that. Yeah, he murdered Erickson Lubin. Yeah. I've rewatched that KO so many times. The HBO card that was apparently last last night, I didn't see it. I was working. Oh, yeah. Jezreel Corral, uh, Corrales got, like, the shit murdered out of him. Um <laughs> Machado knocked him out cold. I see. What a perfect way to put it. How gentle. I mean, this is a rough business. I got it. Beautiful violence. That's what I like to call it. Matias Gamrod <laughs> reacts to his cornerman punching Norman Park at KSW40. Says it was normal. Okay. <laughs> All right, pal. Cornerman get the last parting shot. We appreciate you guys for what you yeah, do. Yeah, keep having fights. Because sometimes you're better <laughs> than the fights we actually get. Exactly. All right. Somebody got to throw the real punch. Uh, well, Justin Wren, shout out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shout out to Justin Wren. Uh, keep doing good work. Yeah, we love the pygmy people. God. Don't uh. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get taken though. Shout out to Reza Matadi for whatever he's doing right now. You're the man, Reza. <laughs> but uh, this has been episode fifty-two. Um, as always, anytime people are being kicked and or punched in the face, we'll be there to talk about it, and hopefully we will catch you guys soon. Peace.